0: You you want to see something really scary?
1: What's the boogeyman?
2: As a matter of fact, it was.
3: I am Jim. And I am here to do the devil's work.
4: Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast.
3: What's up, everybody? This is episode 162 of the Grave Plot Podcast. I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. And uh, guys, guess what? People watching this live right now already know, but we are back in the same room together. Together again. Ain't it great to be together again? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Perfect use of the hitch off. <laughs> Uh But yeah, I mean, you know, we've been in phase two of our state's reopening plan, um, which allows groups. So phase one was basically you could only be in person, you know, in groups of people in your household. Uh, phase two was like groups of no more than five with people from outside your household. Yeah, and technically, we're supposed to be observing like social distancing rules. We're about three feet apart, <laughs> um, but you know. Like I was telling Taylor the other day, you know, I've basically been a hermit for four months. Uh, I feel pretty confident in my own health, <laughs> so I guess bringing you into my home is is more. Risk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, I mean, like we've been waiting and waiting and waiting to be able to do this again, and we just said, you know what? I feel confident enough to where I think it's safe-ish.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just went to the eye doctor the other day, and they, had, they did, like, the, the speed thermometer thing, mm-hmm. and I didn't have a fever, so.
3: Yeah, I mean, like, I have not, like, aside from, like, being, like, outside on my own property,
0: uh, I don't I don't leave the house without a mask. Um, oh, yeah. I still have mine around my neck. I feel like I'm wearing an, a- wearing
3: an ascot or something. You <laughs> uh, came walking in, I'm like, I, are, are we wearing masks? I'm not wearing one. <laughs> um, Wear a mask. Hmm? Wear a mask, guys. Yeah, it's not. I, I I don't want to launch into that again because we've done it for like the last four five maybe episodes. Uh, but just wear a fucking mask. You're at this point, you're just being a fucking dick.
0: And for our listeners, I've made it easy on you. You can now go to store.graveplotpodcast.com and buy masks. Hey. You can either get just some blank ones, you can get three for fifteen dollars. They're right there on the site. They're, you know, they're not custom or anything, but if you want a custom one, if you want a gra- an official Grave Plot Podcast neck gaiter, like this one that I'm wearing here, this isn't the official one, obviously. Um, but you can get one with our logo on it for 15 bucks. We got you. Um, and we're making like almost no profit on these. I would priced them as low as possible.
3: Yeah. It's, mm. it's wh- like, why would you want to make money on masks? That's so fucking douchey. Yeah. <laughs> I know that, like, when, when this, the things first started ramping up um, and, and things were getting really bad out there. Um, you know, you had like these moms at home, you know, sewing masks for people and basically giving them away for free. You know, you had arts and craft stores, like giving away fabric and, and supplies t- to make masks. Goddamn. Ugh, there we go. Um, and luchadors.
0: There were luchadors making masks out of their masks.
3: Oh, really? Which is fucking cool. <laughs> Um, I've seen a lot of like cosplayers making mm-hmm. like just like mo- mainly like like um, like Mortal Kombat masks and like Bane um, from Dark Knight Rises, <clears throat> that kind of stuff. Uh, making masks, you know, actually like wearable, you know, masks. That they're
0: not just like as opposed to the, the unwearable masks. <laughs> well, I
3: mean, they're not just like for for gimmicks. I mean, they're actually functional masks. Yeah, right. Um, but, uh, I've got one, like I, I bought it God, over a year ago, um, for woodworking, like, because it just, you know, kick up so much dust. And, um, you know, when I was, uh, making a lot more like props and stuff, doing a lot of sanding, kicking up a lot of dust and just fumes and shit, it's like that mask came in really handy. And now it's even more so because now I actually need it to be out in, in the world. You're right. <laughs> So, um, but, yeah, making a profit off of just the most simple masks, too. Like, if we were to try and make some kind of profit off something that basic, that'd just be a fucking dick move. Yeah. Um, But, anyway, wear a mask, guys. Uh, Because, I mean, like, it's, with the way the country, like, the rest of the world, ignore us. Like, just... Pretend or, or laugh at us. <laughs> or, or, yeah, or that. Just pretend we're like your fucking psychotic uh, cousin that you don't talk to. That's probably better for you. Because our country is on fucking fire right now. <laughs> um, and I think with all that going on, it's really easy for people to forget to wear masks. So Seattle was a fucking riot. <laughs> well, not actually. It wasn't actually a riot. Just I'm coining or I'm t- turning a phrase. Yeah, you know, anti flag. You, you, you got it. Yeah, like the song. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, last few days have been pretty nuts. Yesterday especially because the cops, the cops declared uh, a, a, a protest that they incited violence against. I mean, it was on camera. Everybody saw it. Everybody saw them basically throw the say throw the first punch. And uh, they decided that the protest was a riot. So that's neat. That's cool stuff that's going on in what's considered like a very um, pro, you know, a very progressive city. Yeah. Um, It's it's really coming out to show, like, you know, maybe like citizens that are progressive, but the people that have been elected to run the city aren't at all. SPD's been a
0: joke for a long time, and I mean they say that something like 14% of SPD police officers actually live in the city of Seattle. So it's like, these people have no attachment to this place. They they don't care.
3: Yeah. And it's like, I don't live in the city, but, uh, I mean, this is, this is where I live. Like I, I live in this the Seattle area. Right. Like, even though I may not live in the city, what's going on up there affects me and it affects the people I love. and uh, um, You know, like, the company I work for is based out of Seattle. Um, And, you know, I may not work up there, but I know it's like, if I needed to go to the main office for something, that it's not necessarily a safe situation. Yeah. It's not a safe situation for anybody I work with up there to go there. And so, it's just... Fucking dog. Um, It's a... It's a fucking nightmare, and like I, I i have been venting my frustrations a lot lately to basically anybody who will listen um that it's like you know we have these uh people in power i was telling you this uh was it yesterday the day before it's like we have these people in power mainly like uh, our governor and our senators um who are so anti trump which i su- you know fully support that um, but they, they blow smoke like they talk a big game, but don't do shit to actually enact anything like Trump has been sending federal police. You know, I mean, let's call them for what they are. Let's call a spade a spade. They're sending uh, the secret police, the secret police, basically Nazis, the Gestapo into American cities to arrest American citizens for, uh, you know, exercising their with no cause, no rights. warning. Yeah. Uh, my wife was just telling me earlier that the SPD has been uh, searching people's cars in the in the vicinity of the uh, protests uh, without any uh, warrants, without probable cause. So I mean that's illegal search and seizures. That's that's a constitutional violation. Um, and just and the the problem is with that. It's like yeah, that's that's uh, abhorrent. It's awful. Um, but what is anybody doing? Anybody in power, the people that we have elected to uh, manage our uh, safety and our and our country, and our, I mean, you know, in a smaller scale, our, our states and cities, what are they doing to stop this? Because I know uh, Jenny Durkin isn't doing anything. She threatened to defund the police if they used tear gas, which I think was a fucking load of shit. She was never going to do that. Um, and then Carmen Best, she is just as bad as the cops that are tear gassing people in the street, um, because she's a cop first. Um, you know, she's, she's been in the police, uh, in the SPD for something like, like 20 something years. Um, so she's, uh, SPD through and through. She could not give a fuck about the citizens of the city. Mm-mm. Um, she's more interested in protecting her officers rather than anyone else, um, and I, I mean, pr- to protect and serve our officers is what their slogan should be. Um, and uh, and it's like I said, nobody is stepping up to do anything about it. It's everybody pointing fingers, wagging their fingers at, at each other, saying, you better not do that. You better stop doing that. And it's like, and what the fuck are you going to do? Because, I mean, this, this is what people are, are saying back. And, you know, you've got these, these Second Amendment protectors, uh, that just swear up and down the Second Amendment is like, you know, their their bread and butter, and you know the Second Amendment was written to protect American citizens from invasion from ty- t- uh, tyranny, you know, if from secret police, yeah. If 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 the King of England <laughs> at the time decided he wanted to evade America, then the the um, the citizens had a, a right to. St- to arm themselves and stand up against that tyranny. The same thing if the American government ever suddenly decided, Hey, we're going to be a dictatorship. We're going to be a, you know, a, a, a fascist society, or, you know, we're going to revert to the old ways and be a, 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 monarch. Um, and you know, basically no representation. Um, and, and you go back to that, that old way, that was, what the second amendment was for is for citizens to rise up against uh, a tyrannical government uh, who was threatening their constitutional rights. That's exactly what's going on right now. But the problem is, is the people that protect the second amendment are on the side of the people that are invading our, our constitutional rights. And, you know, we have on, on the, basically on the left side and, you know, even, even left of, left of center. uh, But, you know, all, all the way from, Left to center all the way over to like these hardcore Republicans, or sorry, uh, uh, liberals and progressives. Um, You know, these are not people that by and large own guns. They are not the well-armed militia that is mentioned in the second amendment. That is the people on the right. And unfortunately that is the truth of the matter because we have allowed ourselves to become, um, we we we've allowed allowed ourselves to be fooled into thinking that this is a safe society, that somehow we were above it all, when at no point were we ever that. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody thought we were taking this huge step forward when we elected a black man as president, <clears throat> but you could see just right under that veneer how fucking corrupt our c- Congress was. How you had uh, Mitch McConnell and his cronies like actively working actually. And before him, um, uh, Boehner, John Boehner was working against Obama every step of the way. He threw up roadblocks every opportunity. Um, and you know, you have, now you have Mitch McConnell doing the same fucking thing. And so it's just, it's, it's become deadlocked. We are in this position where we are under the thumb of this tyrannical government. Who doesn't give a fuck because, you know, we have Democratic leaders saying, uh, you know, trying to call them out on their hypocrisy. It's like, they don't care. They don't care that they're being hypocrites because they're the ones in power. Yep. And that's, it, that's, that's the issue. American politics has, has become less and less about
0: what's good for the American people. And it's been more and more about winning exactly it's the republicans have to win and the democrats have to win and it's it's not about we want to pass this bill because it's what's good for the country mm-hmm. it's we want to pass this bill to smite the other guys
3: yeah it's like and you know if i've never claimed to be a democrat i'm pretty left of center i think overall i'm fairly moderate i'm very um i'm very socially liberal and progressive. I'm very financially and you know fiscally uh, conservative or, or moderate. So I've never really claimed to be like a Democrat. I've never registered as a Democrat. I've never, I've never voted all the way down on, on the left side of a ballot. Um, <clears throat> but seeing the Republican party as it is now, I will never vote for a Republican in my like ever, ever again. Like I may not agree with the Democrat that's running, um, even on most cases, but because I've seen how for sale the Republicans are, I will never vote for one ever again. There's a guy running for um,
0: governor who, in in the voters' pamphlet, it says prefers Trump Republican Party, uh, which yeah, is him. there's actually two guys that say that. Oh, um, okay. but then under experience. It says WWG1WGA, which is the slogan of QAnon. Jesus Christ.
3: <sighs> and this, like, you know, the so- social media has by and large tried to separate itself from this political unrest. Even though this is like a perfect opportunity for them to prove themselves as useful tools for the voice of Americans you know like people that are trying to speak out against t- tyranny but instead they've taken tried to take a step back but it's gotten so bad out there that they've had to step forward and i think twitter more than anyone has taken taken a stand because they cancel they they uh remove hundreds of qAnon accounts and um put uh, res- like heavy restrictions on you know several others and then you have Facebook, who's just like, oh, not our problem. I mean, yeah. this is. We're just a platform. Yeah, we're a platform. We have no control over what people post, even yeah. though we do. <laughs> um, I've, over the last two, three months, I must have reported uh, close to 100 comments and posts um, that were either um, just overall offensive or, you know, racist um homophobic uh transphobic um uh inciting violence um you know just the the gamut of everything you shouldn't be doing yeah and i've reported these and out of all of these and it's a, it's, it's got to be up around 100 i've had one comment successfully taken down <laughs> comment not a post a comment that's how much Facebook doesn't give a fuck because every the, the singular response I've gotten from every single one that's been rejected, this does not violate our community standards. Yeah.
0: It's like, fuck. Even me, though you Facebook. can point to the exact part of the community standards it violates. Yeah. But.
3: And then they, they, they've had the audacity to say, oh, well, because of COVID, we don't have the, really the staff on hand. It's like... Bullshit. Yeah, fuck you. You are... You're a
0: fucking online company. Yeah. You can like, have companies at home or uh, employees at home
3: in every single city. Yeah, people were probably predominantly working from home before all this started. No shit. So. you a fucking right. Fuck them. Fuck Mark Zuckerberg. And Anyway. Hi, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, Facebook Live. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I wonder if anybody's still listening to this 17 and a half minutes in. <laughs> this is probably one of the longer rants. Um, anyway. So what what's new, Taylor? What's new with you? Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, not much. This, yeah. <laughs> is this uh, this is the
0: first time I've been like outside Seattle? Yeah, since February. Yeah, um, I on the way here I was like I'm gonna forget where he lives. Like <laughs> I was like I don't know what exit to take. <laughs> um, Driving feels weird. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, that this <laughs> thing, just driving in general feels weird, especially if you're doing it for more than, like, 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, for, for you, you're probably driving even less than I do. Oh, because, yeah, I'm sure. You, know, you probably walked everything to begin with. Um, But, um, yeah, it's like, you know, I would, like, drive to the store, which is, like, five, 10 minutes away, or the post office, which is about as far away. Or, you know, if I needed to go to my office for whatever reason, it's about 15, maybe 20 minutes away. Um, and like just things around town, like I haven't really had a lot of cause to leave this, leave my town. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and I had to drive up north for something and I I can't at this point even remember what it was, but I was driving up north through Seattle. Oh, you know, I was thinking, I think I was going to my sister-in-law's house. Um, and I'm just like, this, this is fucking weird. I haven't driven up here in months. (laughs) But, um, anyway, yeah, it's, it's weird. Just, I mean, it, like it's, it's been months now and it's still weird Yeah, to just, to really think when that, you just stop and think about it. It's yeah. just like, cause yeah, I mean, at this point it's just become daily life. Right. It's like, okay, well, I guess I'll walk the 10 feet to my, um, you know, home office and or, you know, right, wherever where you may be working and it's like, all right, well, this is, this is my life now. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, when you really just take a minute to think, it's like the like this my house is my world now. Like, (laughs) like I was just telling you earlier, it's like we don't even go to the store anymore, and it's not necessarily because we're afraid of going, although that should factor in somewhat. It's just that we don't want to, we don't want to go to the store. (laughs) And I mean, if you don't have to, yeah, we just get it, uh, we just do an Instacart, um, um. Anyway, yeah, life is pretty mundane. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've been pining for when we uh, were in LA in October. Just like, man, that was cool <laughs> when we could go do
0: stuff. I saw Disneyland just canceled uh, the Oogie Boogie Bash. And I was like, all right, this year is officially just the fucking worst. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, I I probably wasn't gonna go in, but still. I'd like to have the option. I it, went the last two years
3: in a row. Like, maybe I want to make it a tradition. Yeah. And, it, you know, uh, Hollywood Horror Nights has been called. Yep. Canceled too. Or Halloween Horror Nights. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's just a, a, a real bummer. To Because, just a, as the years progressed, you know, we've had these milestones where it's just like, okay, well, we can look forward to this because hopefully, things will be better. Things will be better by then. And it started with, um, Crypticon, which we kind of knew was going to be canceled. Yeah. Um, but we held out hope. They got pushed. We got pushed back to August, which we haven't gotten to yet. But it things have just gotten worse. Yeah. So they went ahead and canceled. Or no, it was... I think it was September. It was September. You're right. Um, but yeah, I mean, things have gotten worse. They haven't even hinted at getting better. Um, so... Yeah, they they just went ahead and canceled it altogether. Um, And then, you know, I think uh, Emerald City Comic Con got canceled. Um, Washington State uh, uh, Convention or Washington Summer Convention. Fuck, I forget what it's called. The one they have at the the fairground. That was canceled. Um, Then, uh, you know, San Diego Comic Con was canceled uh and now all this halloween stuff is getting canceled too it's just like this year is a fucking wash like i wish we could just do away with this year yeah and plus i mean like then we have like regis philbin died uh john saxon died um and i mean god you know other people have been dying like people have just been dying this is we've said in the in the past it's the past that you know this is a shitty year because so and so died or and you know, and so and so died but it's like this is just the worst year yeah like because on top of you know s- beloved celebrities dying it's like so are hundreds of thousands of other people yeah <laughs> but anyway okay um anything
0: else you want to talk about yeah i want to talk about the great plot film fest oh yeah <laughs> Um, so people who have listened to this show for you know a year at least know that this is the time of year when we start talking about the Great Flat film fest uh next year we're looking to do our third annual like we were just saying you know everything's getting canceled everything's up in the air so even february of next year is a huge question mark but we we talked about it and we decided we're going to do it one way or another if we can't get together at the art College cinemas again, we're going to do an online
3: virtual film festival. Yeah. We're still working out the logistics of that and, and the, the little semantics, but yeah.
0: But uh, you know, we're, we're taking step one today, which is as of August 1st, we will start accepting submissions uh, 15 minutes or less any genre of horror, including, you know, horror comedy, which, I mean, horror comedy cleans up at this thing. I'll tell
3: you what, people love it. It really does, yeah. I mean, I think that's just you kind know, of in general with with you know, you get a slasher; it's all blood and guts. It's like that's probably the most well known kind kind of horror, but in general, it's very niche. Yeah. Um, but horror comedy, it's like got it's got something for everyone,
0: right? And it's you know, it, it definitely elicits more of a reaction. You you, you remember laughing, yeah. You know so, um, yeah. So, if you're a filmmaker out there and you've got a little short film that you want to submit, head over to greatplotfilmfest.com. There's a link to our film freeway page where you can submit. Uh, it's five dollars. So, do it. We'll, we'll narrow it down, and uh, you know, we'll have I mean, we could show as many as we want if we do it online, but it's um, true. you know, we usually narrow it
3: down to around 20 to 25. Yeah, and you know, I think. After last year, I think we kind of s- talked about maybe only having ones that were produced in like the last year. I think we might as well just do away with that, yeah or I mean not not that we ever actually enacted it, but not even bother with it since there's probably not been a lot of horror films produced yeah I don't think year. I
0: don't think people are making a lot of content right now, yeah um
3: but, but yeah, send us your so the the film freeways open
0: it will be on August 1st. Okay,
3: yeah, um, and I guess we'll do an IndieGoGo. I mean, if we're not going to be, if we're not going to have, you know, like a live in-person show, then the costs do go down. Yeah, so but we've also been talking about doing a
0: fundraiser for, um, ArcLight Cinemas because they've they've always been very good to us. They've always been very accommodating. So you know, even if we don't rent out the theater for the day, it would be nice to give them
3: something. Yeah, because I mean theaters. I mean, around the world, but particularly around the, the United States are... And especially, like, the small independent theaters, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, things things like AMC and Regal and Cinemark, you know, their bottom lines, yeah, they're hurting. But, you know, you think of little, little art house theaters uh, who are being fec- affected just as much, and it's hitting their bottom line much harder because their bottom line isn't as thick. Right. <laughs> um, so... Uh, yeah, it's just. I mean, it, it, there was like a like a real push earlier on in the year to help support small theaters by going out and you know buying gift cards and stuff like that. You know, you can still do that for a lot of theaters, I think.
0: Yeah, Lodge also is doing virtual screenings where you can rent a movie for I think like five days or something.
3: Okay, I, I guess I didn't know that. But. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, um, so yeah, support local theaters, support local business. Yeah. Anyway. Um so yeah, greatplotfilmfest dot com. Cool. It's gonna be interesting. That's it's definitely gonna be a change of pace re- regardless of how it turns out. Like if we do it in person, if we do it online, it's gonna be different. Yeah. Just because the world's different now. Right. I mean we may be able to do it in person, like limited capacity. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like we could get we we'd still have to pay for like the big theater, but we'd only be able to fill it like probably a third, maybe. Yeah. Um I think we we filled it a little better than half I think last year. Yeah. Um That's <laughs> that's the real kick in the nuts cuz it's like we were like it's like the first year we sold out and we actually had people like at the door wanting to come in. She's like, "Sorry, we're sold out." So we got the bigger theater and like I don't know about you, but we we did better than I thought. We we did better than I I thought we would do. Um and it's like I was really looking forward to the next year, which just like, oh, man, we're going to sell this bitch out again. <laughs> but probably
0: not. The thing is we, uh, we we sold too many tickets for the small theater, yeah. but not enough to sell out the big theater. Because it's a big jump. It's like 100 seats.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's
0: definitely the thing. But
3: anyway, um, also, this is five months
0: late. But since people have asked, uh, I was sick that day. So I know we we, we got accused of being very low energy. Oh, yeah. Um, but
3: also, you know, people who listen to the show were not like hype men. <laughs> no, we're, we, we weren't there to be like, yeah, um, you know, you know, get the crowd going and, and you know, warm up the audience. It's like, no, watch the fucking movies. That's what you're here to see. Yeah, the, the movies are the, the
0: main attraction, not us. <laughs> but also, I, I was very sick that day, and so I was just kind of like, let's just get
3: through this. Yeah. And it wasn't, no, I guess things hadn't really started to get weird yet. No, like, it was kind of blooming, but I I don't think
0: it was... It hadn't
3: exploded yet. Yeah, I think at the time, it's like, oh, that's something that's going on in China. Right. Man, how things change. Yeah, no kidding. (sighs) Anyway, okay, so we had uh, almost a three-hour episode last time, and we're probably looking (laughs) at doing it again, so let's get things going. buckle up. (laughs) Um, I mean, if you want to fast-forward past this first 17 and a half minutes... Too late. (laughs) (laughs)
1: what <laughs> you' telling them <laughs> now,
3: <laughs> I guess we could put it in the show notes I don't know. um okay, but uh before we launch into things, want to thank our grave diggers over on Patreon. maybe they're watching. I don't know. is anybody watching? no, <laughs> cool, <laughs> well, it's because they weren't expecting it. they weren't expecting it because we haven't done it in months. that's true if we would have if we would have told them they would have been watching, we would have hundreds of people watching right now. <laughs> whatever makes you feel better. <laughs> Uh, we want to do the we want to do the thing. Do the do the damn thing. Um, want to thank our grave diggers over on Patreon. These people help support the show financially and keep our keep our lights on. Um, and uh, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we I mean we don't run an expensive show here. It's pretty bare bones and a lot of stuff we pay for ourselves. But you know things like hosting costs and um, you know when equipment breaks down um energy drinks energy and, drinks yeah. you know <laughs> gas in my car <laughs> things like that um uh it's important that we have a little bit of a bumper so we're not just shelling things out out of pocket because our significant others <laughs> wouldn't we like wouldn't that. still be
0: doing this show if we were shelling out of pocket i will tell you that no
3: things have i mean like it's like you said it's not expensive but if you're having to do it, do every, it month. every month yeah. that gets a little rough like we did at the first. Of course, I think costs have gone up since then. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway. Because everything was
0: like free trials and one month for $2. Yeah. Like.
3: Oh, the good old days when we were talking into my laptop. My <laughs> <iPhone>. <laughs> and we still do that from time to time. It's a throwback.
4: <laughs> Not on purpose.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but we do want to thank Jordan Morrison, Kevin Trent, Carlos Rodella, Gory B. Movie, Max Zaleski, Aaron Meyer and Bob Voorhees. Thank you so much guys for all your support. It does mean a lot and it helps go a long way towards, uh, keeping the show running. Uh, Taylor's going to talk about the perks, but I do want to mention ahead of time that I've got a brand new sexy computer here. I bought it with my money, not yours, although I should have. Um, and, uh, I think it's going to allow me to more successfully edit videos. Because I can like do it without it crashing and melting down. <laughs> so, um, look forward to that. Because uh, I once I edit the show, I have nothing but time on my hands. So, <laughs> um, I'm going to try and get at least one video out. This, is, this will come out on Wednesday. Hopefully, by Friday, you will see one video. At least one video. Because we've got, what, four of them in the bank? I think so. <laughs> We're officially a year behind. <laughs> well... <laughs> Now that, we get, now that we're now that we in person again, maybe we can try and get back on track. Anyway, so Taylor, take it away. Uh, you can head over to patreon.com
0: slash graveplotpodcast to become a grave digger for as little as $1. Once those video reviews get going again, you'll get access to those, and you get to pick those movies. So uh, it's a lot of fun. More perks. It gets you more things. $100, and I will get a tattoo of a fat unicorn on my ass.
3: Oh, Yeah. Everybody loves big fat unicorns. Yep. Yep. What you doing? I <laughs> <clears> told <throat> those assholes at the Grave Pot Podcast that they suck. Everybody knows. <laughs> it's no secret. Okay. Um, so without any further ado, let's actually do this show and do some horror business.
1: Oh my
3: God, I
0: was going to respond to you, but it's becoming this whole thing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, so starting out some real world horror, um, you know, Aliens, guys, aliens. I'm not saying it's aliens, but aliens. Is that joke old yet? Are people still doing that? Are hey.
0: the kid, are the kids still doing that? <laughs> are they still memeing that?
3: So <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that guy. Um, this was months ago. I was on the treadmill at the gym, so I mean it was that long ago. Um, and they were showing a commercial for Ancient Aliens, and that guy, like Hollywood, got to him. I, Maybe we've talked about this before. I think we have. It's very yeah, familiar. Yeah. But he had like a tan. He had like a shirt like buttoned down. and like, he, I think he had like a puka shell necklace on. Oh, and his hair
0: is even more spiky. <laughs> <like>.
3: <laughs> and his teeth were like super white. I'm like, man, that I don't even know that guy's name, but he done went Hollywood. <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, the Pentagon, in an effort to distract from the fucking clusterfuck in the White House, is declassifying UFO information don 't don't let this fool you guys. this is a smokescreen. The real news is what is fucking going on under the hood at the fucking White House in the Pentagon and in the streets of American cities. <laughs> Refer back to our 17 and a half minute <laughs> rant. anyway, but the Pentagon has decided that it 's going to declassify UFO info of uh, an off world vehicle. Um, Uh, A Pentagon UFO unit will make some investigations public as one former official, Eric Davis, told the Times uh, that he briefed the U.S. Department of Defense in March about the retrieval of an off-world, of off-world vehicles made. Not made. Yeah, off-world vehicles not made on this earth. That's... It's redundant. It's redundant. (laughs) (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) Um, the, The consultant and subcontractor yeah, so what? It's not. It's not going great. Um, a consultant and subcontractor uh, said he thinks the vehicles uh, th- they were not vehicles that we could make ourselves. Again, hinting that it was made off-world in, in China. I don't know. <laughs> Everything's made in China. <laughs> um. I think he meant we as
0: human beings, not. Just Americans? But who I knows? I don't
3: know, man. Have you seen some of the shit the Chinese and Japanese are making? They're
0: making like bullet trains that like you, wild. You can go across the
3: country in eight minutes or something like that? Like we <laughs> could be in New York right now. Right? <laughs> or you know, Elon Musk. Fuck he, that guy. Well, sure, he's an asshole, but I mean, like, he is he's a, he has ideas, man. <laughs> I like how, I don't know if you saw his latest thing, but he wants to make this thing that goes
0: behind your ear. Nope. And uh <laughs> It it live streams music straight to your brain. Oh, no. But but Bill Gates wants to put microchips in our vaccines. Like, Let's worry about this this motherfucker over here. Yeah, what's
3: going on over here? We're, we're just not paying attention to him because he's a friend of Donald Trump. Is that what's going on?
0: Meanwhile, Lex Luthor over in Amazon Towers <laughs> made $12 billion in a day. Yeah. In one fucking day. Yeah. In, like, in one day. And people are like, how come I only make $11 at Amazon? You can sit home for $600 on unemployment. It's like, maybe you blame the
3: guy who's worth $80,000 billion. Yeah. The guy who, like, in a day, multiple days in his life, he could have uh, ended world hunger. Like, just ended it. Like, not, not, like, fought to end it. Just say, hey, we're going to feed everyone enough food in the world to, to make the world a better place, yeah. he could have done that multiple times in, in a day, like there were there are singular days where he made enough money <laughs> to do that. so if like it, like let's say like six months ago he made enough money to do that. he could have ended world hunger and then and in, homelessness at the same time yeah. and, and let's, like let's say in six months, everything went to hell, <laughs> case in point, um, <laughs> and it all went back to how it was. He could have done it again. In one day, he has made the national gross product of a not small country. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's his money. He earned it in a way. Uh, I mean, he did start the company and, you know, grew it to what it, was, what it is now. Um, but, you know, just because he doesn't have to, it's like maybe he just should because it's, it, it makes him a good person. <laughs> Just imagine being able to do that and not even trying. I can't. I can't. I, I can't imagine doing that because I can't imagine having that much money. I can't imagine having $1 billion. Right. I can't imagine and having. he has like $172 billion. <laughs> He has 172 of those. <laughs> of billions. Um, like
0: I remember when Steve Ballmer was like, I'm worth $12 billion. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. That's stupid. No one should have that much money. <laughs> Yeah. Jeff Bezos is like, be gone, peasant. (laughs) 12 billion. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
3: How do you even live? (laughs) Man, we've gotten way off track. (laughs) This is what you have, what you get when you have like four months of just pent up (laughs) jokes. (laughs) And like the only person I see is her and and my family and and her family to to an extent. (laughs) <laughs> Need to get out more. <laughs> People have been like inviting us to barbecues and stuff. It's just like no, it's, it's shit's still wrong out there. Um. Anyway. Okay. Um. Let's see. So he says. Uh, that he believes there are vehicles that we couldn't have made ourselves. Just presuming humans, I guess. Probably not the Chinese or Japanese. <laughs> Uh, were discovered during uh, his time on the unit where he has worked since 2007. Um, No crash artifacts uh, have been documented in public, uh, says Harry Reid, the former Democratic Senate Majority Leader. Um, He told the Times that he came to the conclusion that UFO materials were in the government's possession. I mean, I guess, if you can prove that that it exists, but nobody knows where it is, it's it's probably, probably the government. The government. <laughs> um, after looking into this, I came to the conclusion that there were reports. Uh, some were substantive, sub- substantive, sub- substantive. Substantive. Is that a word? <laughs> it, I mean, like, like it looks. I look at it, and it looks like a word. <laughs> but then I say it, and it doesn't it's not, come it out. It doesn't have a squiggly underline, so <laughs> I assume it's a word. Sub-substantive. substance I think substantive. Okay. Of substance. Some not so substantive. <laughs> um, that there were... I sound like such an idiot. <laughs> I'm smart, I promise. Uh, that there were actual materials that the government and their private sector had in their possession. Um, this was still Harry Reid, right? Yeah. Okay. Um... It's interesting that the former leader of the Democrat Or former Democratic Senate majority uh, is a senator from Nevada. <clears throat> because it's a very red state. Yeah, it's true. Um, the Senate committee mandated by the uh, Pentagon unit to standardize collection and reporting on unidentified aerial phenomenon uh, as part of a 2021 spending... Is this does this sentence not make sense, or is it just me? It's just you.
4: It's the sen- Senate
0: Committee mandated the Pentagon unit to standardize collection and reporting on unidentified aerial phenomenon okay. as part of 2021 spending plans on intelligence agencies. Thank you. So weird, weird, wild stuff. Um, so basically, Tom DeLong was right the whole time. We all made fun of him, but dude knew something. I mean, I guess. Also, I don't know if you saw Dead Matt's post, but they like saw like a cube leaving the sun. Yeah, it was Borg, and it's like ten times the size of Earth.
3: We're in trouble.
0: The uh, the first comment was perfect because it was a GIF of John Mulaney saying, "You ever have those moments?" Oh, that was you. That that was this was guy. There? Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Did> <laughs> you ever have those moments in life where you're like, "Well, this might as well happen."
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't get any reactions on that. I thought people would think it was funny, but whatever. Mm-hmm. My meme game is strong.
0: I I actually I right, went there. I went to reply with the exact same thing. And I was like, oh, someone already did. I didn't bother to look who it was. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, someone beat me to it. Fuck that, fuck that person.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, show me a UFO. And I'm like, all right. I'll, okay, sure. That's fine. <laughs> aliens, cool. But at this point, it's just like, I don't think aliens have been here at any point. I still
0: hold my belief that the, the aliens that they've seen are like the rogue teenagers because their alien parents are like, don't you go to earth. They are a bad influence. I don't want you going there. And they're like, what if we just like buzzed by? <laughs> Dude, my mom would be pissed if she found out.
3: <laughs> it's like the uh, aliens from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> Had to get it on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Hurt like eight bitches on a bitch boat. <laughs> His dad totally owns a dealership. (laughs) Your buddy is giving me a rash. (laughs) Isn't that Patton Oswalt? Yeah. Okay. Um, Anything else to say about aliens? They're coming. (laughs) Coming for us. Yeah, I mean, like, if I see a square, like a cube alien ship, I'm going to think it's the Borg, and then we're (laughs) really fucked. They were from the sun, though, were they? I was
0: thinking, if you tell me, oh, aliens are coming, where do you think they're coming from? Sun's going to be last on my list, man. <laughs> oh,
3: man. If we had, like, fire aliens, that would be bad news. Oh, we're so fucked. We can't fight fire aliens. What, are we are going to fight them with fire? You can't fight fire with fire. I mean, you know, we the, the, the Earth is, what, 75% water, 98% something? Something well, like that. Well, that's human body. Human body. We <laughs> can fight them with our bodies. <laughs> <laughs> my body is ready. Yeah, that'll work. For like two seconds <laughs> till you burn to death <laughs> And they're just like What are you doing? <laughs> get, get, get off of me Alright, <laughs> kill that one." Ooh, baby, baby
1: It's a wild world to get by
0: So, people who have listened to the show for a long time know that me and Tony were both big fans of the Creep movies. Big fans. Big fans. Uh, Well, the director, Patrick Bryce, is going to be adapting a book called The Wild for HBO Max.
3: You know, I feel like we talked a lot of shit about HBO Max. Not necessarily uh, its content, just the fact that there were like a thousand different HBO services. But it's pretty dope, I gotta say. (laughs) They don't have it on Roku, which pisses me off. Like, I I can
0: pull it up on my phone and, and cast it. But mm-hmm. I, it just, I, I, I don't like doing that anymore because I'm just like, I have the Roku. So everything's supposed to be on the Roku.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, our, ours has it. Um It's. That's an Apple TV, right? No, and like our actual TV itself. Oh. It, I mean, no, that's, you can airplay to it, but it's not like an Apple. I see. Product. Um, but, uh, no, it's, it's been pretty good about having like when it, when a new service comes out or, uh, you know, an app updates or something, it's pretty good.
0: From what I've been reading, uh, Roku is like getting into their own content now. And so they're kind of going away from what they were supposed to be, which was just a platform. Nice. And so that's why, uh, both HBO max and something else that just launched aren't on there. Cause they're like trying to negotiate and they're like, you're the enemy right now (laughs) um anyways based on the novel by owen lachanen uh, the, the story centers around dawn she's not a bad person she just made some bad choices wrong guy wrong friends wrong everything but she wasn't expecting her parents to pay a boatload of money to ship her off to out of the wild a wilderness boot camp with a bunch of other messed up kids to learn important life
3: lessons what part of that sounds like a good idea Just put a bunch of juvenile delinquents out in the woods. (laughs) It's going to be some Lord of the
0: Flies shit. Right? Uh, Don and the other cubs wind up learning a lot, but not what they expect. For what happens in the woods isn't what their parents planned, you don't say. (laughs) Sometimes plans go (laughs) very wrong. It all went wrong. Sometimes plans go very wrong, and this is one of those times. Suddenly, Don is more scared than she's ever been in her life. Dun,
3: dun, dun. uh, Bears. Rhinos. (laughs) Rhinos. <laughs> uh, Patrick Bryce will write
0: and direct, which I think he co-wrote the Creep movies with. Um, um, yeah, I, be- I believe with um, Mark Duplass. Mark Duplass. Thank you. Um, I kept thinking of his character in The League. <laughs> and I'm like, Pete Eckhart. That's not his name. I know it's not his name. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> Don't,
3: say it. Don't, say it. <laughs> Don't say it. Don't say it. Mark Eckhart. Damn it. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, th- I mean, it doesn't sound like horror so much. M- m- I mean, it m- sounds like thriller. it could be. Kind of depends on how they film it. I mean, creep itself is not even really just horror in the conventional sense. It's more of a of a thriller. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I mean, this seems up his alley. I guess. Um. It's gonna be. I. I haven't seen his other work. I know he's done. At least one other movie, I think. I believe so, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it, so I don't know how, how much of a departure from Creep it is. But Creep definitely has its own um, feel.
0: I mean, especially oh, yeah, he did that one, Corporate Animals, the like horror comedy. Oh, okay. It's I got Ed Helms. never actually saw it. No, me I, neither. But
3: um, Okay. Anyway. Neat. That could be cool. It could be cool. <laughs> Uh, and though it you know HBO Max you know we 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 push uh, Shutter uh, because it's so cheap and has a lot of pretty good content, but HBO Max I say it's you know it's what fifteen dollars a month. I honestly don't know. Oh okay, well whatever. Um, Cheese pays it. So. <laughs> I believe it's I believe it's fifteen dollars a month, and it's some pretty kick ass content. I gotta say they they I think they got rid of HBO now.
0: They got rid of one of them and, like, combined them. Yeah. Make them slightly less
3: annoying. Yeah, I know we had an HBO channel on Hulu that is no longer there, but you can use the same credentials to log in to HBO Max. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, we had HBO go. No, HBO Now. And it just carried over.
3: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, shit, it's kind of like, it's got old Cartoon Network stuff. Um, it's got old Looney Tunes, which is off fucking awesome. I, I love that. It's like, I've watched I've watched more Looney Tunes in the last like two weeks than I have in the past like fifteen years because they just don't play them on TV anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, they had basic HBO movies and uh, if you're like if you're a comic book person like I am, you know, DC Universe stuff is on there. It's pretty sweet. Hashtag not sponsored. But I mean, (laughs) if you want... Yeah, I have to admit right off the bat here that I'm not familiar with this uh, content, but um, Stephen King wrote a anthology book called If It Bleeds, uh, which includes four separate stories. Uh, it's being adapted. Surprise, surprise. Wait, a Stephen King work is being adapted? <laughs> it's weird, right? Yeah, he usually doesn't let people do that. Um Blumhouse. Uh-oh. Bad start. Ryan Murphy. Eh. It's an interesting combination. It fits, I think. It, it's interesting that they're working together, but it fits yeah. in my mind. Um, and writer-director John Lee Hancock, who I'm not familiar with. Never heard of him. Uh, are teaming up for a film apta- adaptation of Mr. Harrigan's phone. Uh story follows a young boy, a young boy. A young
2: boy. <laughs>
0: Who who plays Tiddlywinks. (laughs) Uh, John Lee Hancock directed The Blindside Monster. (laughs) We own Blindside Monster. (laughs) The Blindside, Saving Mr. Banks,
3: The Founder, The Rookie. He directed Saving Mr. Banks? Apparently. All right. Or, yeah. He directed it or or wrote it? Uh,
0: It says John Lee Hancock Movies saving mr banks is under that
3: neat Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay um no he did not did not yes he did sorry what <laughs> direct saving mr banks okay he also directed paradise lost found it <laughs>
3: uh okay um See, the story follows a young boy who befriends an older billionaire. Sounds like a comedy movie. uh, Who lives in his small town neighborhood, and they bond over the man's first iPhone. Okay. Uh, But when the man dies, the boy discovers that not everything dead is gone, and he finds himself able to communicate with his friend from the grave by leaving voicemails on the iPhone that was buried with him. Oh, John Lee Hancock, the blind side. Okay. It's right there. <laughs> oh, the actual blind side. Okay. You said the the monster blind side? The or?
0: blind side monster. That was blind for, side. It's an Arrested Development reference. I don't remember that. Uh, that's what uh, Terry Crews kept calling Buster with his giant hand. <laughs> <aunt>. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <Right. laughs>
3: uh, okay. Um.
0: Speaking of rest of development, Tony Wonder. <laughs> yeah,
3: Ben Stiller.
0: Oh, that's uh, such an awesome fucking segue.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, has optioned the Tail rat, rat. Not the Rat Tail. Uh, or, or the Rat Tail. <laughs> <Bible>. <laughs> uh, and Deadline reports that Stiller is planning on directing, producing, and starring... In a film adaptation of the novella. Uh, The story centers on a writer named Drew Larson. Um, He's given himself over to academia. Because every time he tries to turn a good idea into a novel. Things go seriously bad. Mentally, physically, or both. Bro. Same. (laughs) Girl, same. Um, Uh, But his latest concept, a western thriller, is gangbusters. And he goes out to an old family cabin cabin in the woods. Always the cabin always in the woods. Always the cabin in the woods. It's a bad idea. Just never go to a cabin in the woods. It's always bad. Um, I went to a cabin in the woods once. Rained
0: the whole time. It's, it's Fucking.
3: <laughs> well, I went to a cabin in the woods once and I uh, got a toothache all weekend. Like I wanted to kill myself. I cursed. <laughs> Comparing with <them to>, like <laughs> evil dead or something. I <laughs> <laughs> went to a cabin once. Got infested by uh, demons from hell. <laughs> okay, you win. <laughs> Got my hand cut off. Um, Sooked. T- t- lost my place. Uh, when storms, insecurities, and sickness hit, like we said, rain and toothaches, all these things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Drew strikes a sinister bargain with a rat that turns out to be a thought-provoking spin on a monkey's paw. Okay. It's interesting. Uh, oh, thought provoking spin on a monkey's paw situation. The rat offers to get rid of his writer's block in exchange for one of Larson's loved ones dying. What's a rat going to do with a dying person? Get the fuck out of here. Also, that
0: doesn't seem like a very fair trade. No. Mm-hmm. I can get rid of your writer's block, but I'm going to kill your mom.
4: No! <laughs>
3: Uh, Deadline also notes that Darren Aronofsky's Protozoa has op- has optioned, um, I guess that's a, like a production studio, uh, has optioned the life of Chuck um, for him to produce, and the titular story of If It Bleeds may be woven into HBO's The Outsider.
0: HBO Max is The Outsider. <laughs> what, no, uh, it's it's just HBO. I was just bringing it back to the HBO Max conversation. Uh, got it. HBO how's, Max, HBO Max, HBO Max.
3: How's it going to be woven into The Outsider?
0: Uh, apparently the main character of it is, is the guy from the outsider or something
3: like that. Huh? Like, okay. I have, no. have to King, look into King it. King does that shit all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just wondering what, com- what uh, cause I read the outsider. I don't, I'm just wondering what character it is. <clears throat> anyway. It's, uh, so, so yes. More. What? It's Jake. Oh, Jake. Yeah. The Jake. It's Jake, the outsider. <laughs> <It's> Scott, <laughs> it's Scott Hall. <laughs> All right, so more Stephen <clears throat> King goodness coming your way, if you have HBO Max. Or, just or no, HBO. No, wait, is or it, it doesn't even say. It's just, it's just a movie. That, that was the last story. We're <laughs> <laughs> <They're> so confused. <laughs>
0: So, we're all waiting for the next season of Stranger Things. But while you wait to, to satiate your appetite, uh, Dark Horse is bringing a one time Halloween special comic book. This will release on October 21st in the film or the <laughs> book. It's Halloween night in Hawkins, Indiana, and Will, Mike, Lucas, and Dustin gather in Castle Byers to eat candy and scare each other with spooky stories. Little do they know, they'll reveal the quaint town's deepest kept secret, the Child
3: Eater of Hawkins. I feel like things have already gotten pretty bad in Hawkins, so I don't know that something like this would really make it worse. Well, this is actually a prequel to the first season. Is it? Yeah, it's
0: before Will got, it's supposed to be a, f- a few days before Will got took.
3: Oh, uh, is it now? T- took take,
0: Taked? <laughs> Taked. Um, which, I believe the term is taped, which is weird. Cause you would think in the show, they'd be like, Hey, remember that child eater? Right. We, like, we, we don't talk about that enough.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that was kind like, of a big deal. Uh, some, some really fucked up things happened. <laughs> uh, and you know, it's just like, it's, it's weird that we continue to celebrate Halloween.
2: <laughs> like
0: first the child eater. And now Will is gone. <laughs> like when Will gets taken, nobody says maybe it was the child eater. Like, Nobody.
3: It's like, I can't believe it happened again.
0: (laughs) He's probably got eight. (laughs) Uh, This is going to be written by Michael Morrissey or Morakai. Drawn by Todor Hristov. Morichi? And colored by Chris O'Halloran. And lettered by Nate Picos. I don't know any of those names. Who's going to trace it? (laughs) Fucking tracer.
3: Man. Your mother's a tracer. Trace an outline around your dead fucking body. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been like getting, you know, with all of my extra time, I've been getting more into comics and like trying to uh, learn how to draw in a comic book style. Mm -hmm. I've always been more of a realism artist. So comic books, it's like a big shift in gear for me. Uh, So I've been watching a lot of videos and just kind of familiarizing myself with comic book art. I've come to respect inkers quite a bit. <laughs> like their job is not as easy as it looks, because like to get cause they usually paint with like with quills. Oh, really? Yeah, like the like the old school guys. More modern guys, they just use markers, um, or or like brush pens. But like to get like those nice smooth lines that you're just the you really take for granted when you read a comic. That's like fucking challenging. <laughs> Like, if I try to draw, like, a nice, smooth line like a professional inker does, like, it's going to look like shit.
0: Anyway, doesn't Brody say something about how he adds, like, depth and shading or something?
3: Probably, yeah. But it's like, you know, before I started kind of familiarizing myself with this, it's like, yeah, it's like inkers are just fucking tracers. (laughs) (laughs) You trace. Your mother's a tracer. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. That's it. Oh, is that it? Okay.
0: <laughs> like I said, October 21st from Dark Horse. Uh I believe you can pre-order at your local comic book store if it's open. Man, guys, support your local comic book stores. Shout out to Destiny City. I don't know why are we doing this? I don't know. Shout out to Destiny City and Ethan
3: HD. Sure, yeah, sure. I don't know them, but sure. It's in Tacoma. Okay. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. Dusty yeah yeah yeah. Never been there myself, but I know that they're pretty big for the South End. The owner's a wrestler. Oh. Well then. But if you have a if you have a comic book store, even if you're not like an avid reader, if you have a comic book store in your town that you are familiar with, go there and get a comic. Just get something to read. Pick up a trade. It's usually a collection of like three or four comics. Worst case scenario you can burn it for warmth. Sure. When the world eventually dies.
1: Alright,
3: so R.L. Stein uh it doesn't seem like he has ever really taken a break from writing. It seems like he's been putting content out regularly over the years. Just not, seems like it, yeah. Just, I mean, you know, where he was doing Goosebumps, he's putting out several a year. Um, I don't think he's doing it with that consistency. Um, consistency. I don't know if it's due to age or or what, but um, he's he's been working pretty consistently, as far as I know. Uh, but. Uh, a series based on his uh, novels, the, or his novel series, The Babysitter, um, is, uh, is in the works. Uh, Lookout Entertainment and Churnin Entertainment.
0: Never heard of them. I don't, I don't know those guys. This whole thing came about because uh, Bloody Disgusting did an article about the Babysitter series, and then this uh, Lookout Entertainment just quote tweeted it and was like, oh yeah, by the way, we're making a series of that. Oh, <laughs> well,
3: good to know which is really all we know about it at this point. Uh, Let's see. Uh, The series began with The Babysitter in 1989 and continued with The Babysitter 2 in 1991, Babysitter 3, Babysitter 4, so on and so forth. You see where this is going. (laughs) You get it. (laughs) Um, Story uh, focuses on Jenny Jeffers, a 16-year-old who takes a babysitting job for a child named Donnie. Uh, while babysitting, she gets menacing phone calls from a, some, classic, Medica- menacing phone calls from someone and finds a threatening note in her backpack. This just sounds like when a stranger calls. Basically, but with like a lot less, um, substance. <laughs> yeah. Like, this could go anywhere. Like, it, it could be a murder, it could be a fucking alien, I don't know. <laughs>
0: apparently, apparently, uh, Lookout Entertainment, like, has a, some kind of, like, first look deal with R.L. Stein. But they didn't do like the
3: Goosebumps it's movie. A, or it's,
0: it says, since 1996, Lookout Entertainment has worked with R.L. Stein to bring his stories to the screen. Lookout CEO Yvonne Bernard represents the Stein universe and has worked with companies such as Disney, Netflix, Universal, Hulu, MTV, Anheuser-Busch, and Blumhouse. Okay. <laughs> one, of the, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> to produce several projects covering all demographics. Lookout is currently in development on projects with Fox, Shernan Entertainment, Warner Brothers, and Freeform.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I, I, I don't really know Arl Stein's work aside from goosebumps. Meaning like I remember being really into the Beast, which was about a, a roller coaster. okay I remember that book, but other than that, yeah, it was really only goosebumps that I ever read. Yeah, and it's like I, it's not that I was necessarily opposed to reading his other work. just by the time by the time like I had stopped reading Goosebumps, I think I just kind of aged out of his um, demographic. Oh wait a minute, I totally recognize this logo. Y- yeah
0: the shernan entertainment logo
3: oh, i'm wondering if it just looks like something rise else. of the
0: planet of the apes dawn of the planet of the apes uh saint vincent exodus gods and kings mike and dave need wedding dates miss peregrine's home for peculiar children so they've been around yeah they've they've done some things
3: <laughs> done some stuff okay well um yeah i like i don't know the demographic of the babysitter i imagine is probably like uh you I would think young adult, yeah, like uh, teens. Yeah, um, I know he tried to re- write some uh, adult novels that just didn't really land. Yeah, I don't know <clears> if they were <throat>
0: any good. Like, I think people are just like RL Stein is a kids writer. Like,
3: <laughs> yeah, and like it's it's really hard if you like read reviews. It's hard to gauge if that's just people just saying, oh well, <clears throat> you know, it's RL Stein. He comes with that stigma of being a child's author. Yeah, or if his book just re- legitimately wasn't good it i don't really know without reading it myself so anyway uh cool well keep keep an eye out for that guys. Yeah, it's,
0: it's a series so it's it should be coming to tv somewhere mm-hmm. or streaming or hbo max probably
3: <laughs> everything is at hbo max now So we've talked before... This is my story, bitch. Sorry. (laughs) We got sidetracked and I lost lost track of who was talking. Uh, So there's there's a
0: a few hills that Tony and I are willing to die on. One of them
3: is that the Mortal Kombat movie is good. Yeah, man. (laughs) The second one, not so good. It's dog dicks. But the first one kicks ass. I watched it again recently and it's still amazing. Well... Amazing is a strong word. <laughs> <clears throat> it's good. I have fun with it. It gets a lot of shit, but it's really not bad. I've, but, been pl- I've been playing Mortal Kombat 11, and it just like reignites my passion for it. So it's good stuff. Well, regardless of what you think of it, whether
0: you liked it or, or hated it, they are rebooting the... I don't know if you can really call it a reboot. It's, it's a new Mortal Kombat movie. It's not part of the same uh, universe. I... Th- I th- We've at least talked about this in passing before, but it's being produced by James Wan. I'm sure we've at least done Mentioned one it, story yeah. on it. Um, but the writer, Greg Russo, spoke to comicbook.com, and he made sure to tell them that the, Mortal, the new Mortal Kombat movie will feature fatalities. And the, they're going to be like actual fatalities from the game, not just new ones that they made up. Uh, he said, we're not going to come up with some new things that we haven't seen before. He added that the producers had to walk a thin line regarding what they wanted to depict on screen for the fatalities to avoid being too over the top.
3: Ah, horse shit.
0: <laughs> I want to know, will there be babalities?
3: <laughs> I'm going to say probably not. What about animalities? They had an animality, or several of them, in um, Mortal Kombat and Annihilation. That's true. Except it was done poorly. Like, it was so <laughs> stupid. <laughs>
0: Uh, Russo continues, you want to be truthful, but you also don't want to be so ridiculous and gratuitous that you may turn people off in the wrong way. So I would just say that it's going to be faithful to the games, and it's going to earn its R rating. I'm with that. Yeah? Blood and guts? That's. I mean, that's, that's what Mortal Kombat is. When you think Mortal Kombat, that's the first thing you think is, oh, it was fucking bloody and gory as shit.
3: Yeah, it's like Mortal Kombat. What do you think the content is going to be? Even
0: though... Some of them aren't really, well, I guess they're still mortal, but they're like lizard people and stuff. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, they're, they're extra dimensional. I mean, but they're st- by and large still mortal.
0: Yeah. Uh, actor Louis Tan, who is in the movie in an undisclosed role, but the rumor is that he's playing the younger Sub Zero, uh, Kwai Lang, because Joe Taslim has been officially cast as the older Sub Zero by Han. Uh, But he said the fatalities were mostly done practically. Oh, sorry. Not important. (laughs) Um, No, the important part is that the fatalities were done practically by director Simon McCoyd. McCoyd. (laughs) Okay. I didn't think that would come out so funny sounding, but I don't know how else to say it. (laughs) My mouth made it sound weird. (laughs) Uh, He furthermore stated, let me just say this. There were some days on set that I felt sick. I'm not kidding. They did not hold back.
3: I'm very excited about this. Yeah, I mean, so James Wan, <clears throat> we've 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 spent years berating his work. <laughs> we've we've made it into an art form at this point, but you know, it it calms my mind a little bit to know that he's producing, not directing, <clears throat> even though he likes to stick his fucking thumb in everything, like in, like it's like in some kind of Little shithead kid sticking his finger into a pie. Or like Zongo. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reference, probably not many people. Six will people get, again. Yeah. Um uh, The fact that he's not directing eases my mind a little bit. Not a lot. A little bit. And it's like, yeah, I fully accept the fact that like I want to I want to want this so bad.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's also like it's a a proven entity and it, it's not a ghost story.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um although Aquaman sucked, so. Um <clears throat> but uh I mean I I I know the raid is very popular. Or oh, wait. No. That's sorry. just an actor. Oh, sorry. I thought it was the, the Raids director. Okay. Simon oh, He's an Aussie. So is James Wan, so that makes sense. Um, oh, it looks like this is his debut. Okay. <clears throat> but, I mean, practical effects is a bonus. How, how do these people get these jobs?
0: The only other thing he directed is a short called The Nighttime Economy. And people are like, "Oh, yeah, you should be in charge of a multi-million-dollar <laughs> motion picture." It's
3: right place, right time, I guess. I guess. Um. Yeah, uh, it's interesting that both Sub-Zeros are going to be in this. I'm not sure how that's going to work out, unless one plays new. You don't care. <clears throat> Remember those shorts with Michael J. White? Yeah, those were dope. Those were sick. <laughs> I. Like there was a point where um, they were talking about making a movie out of those, yeah, and just never happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could still go back and watch those. Um, I, I'm sure they're probably on any streaming service, but um, or VOD service, I should say. Yeah, those were awesome. Like it, it was, it was, it was cool because it stayed fairly true to the lore and the story. But made it more gritty and real world, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, oriented. Or it's like, I I think they...
0: Like they gave Reptile, like, uh, what's it called? That disease that makes it look like you have scales. Yeah. So they like, yeah, they tried to make it grounded.
3: I know that like, as it went on and they introduced more characters that were just by their nature, less grounded. Yeah. It kind of started to f- venture more into fantasy land, but still. Right. I, I like that. They made like, like Sonya blade and, and Jack's, they made them, um, like detectives. Or, yeah. yeah. Instead of these like special forces. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm excited about this. I'm, 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 I'm hoping this January release date sticks. Right. I, I really want to see it. Um, we'll see uh, I love Mortal Kombat so it, it's hard to make something that I won't appreciate I mean like Annihilation was garbage but it's still Mortal Kombat it has like, <laughs> characters that I like um, but anyway <sighs> cool that's it horror business guys we did it uh, just over an hour <laughs> that's not bad considering how much we talked at the beginning that's not bad at all <laughs> Yeah, we did talk a lot, uh, but yeah, like you said, these short these are sh- shorter stories. Well, yeah, because most of the story is, oh, this is a thing. <laughs>
0: we'll let you know more later. <laughs>
3: Get hype! <laughs> All right, guys. Um, so from here, we're gonna do some movie reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys, so uh, we picked two movies in celebration of Taylor's upcoming birthday. Hey! In what? It's
0: my birthday! Yeah,
3: this is coming out on the 29th. Correct, sir. And two days later, Taylor is turning 11 years old! Yeah. Happy birthday to <laughs> you. Happy birthday, Pickle. Thanks, babe. Um. <clears throat> I gave you some sweet gifts. I gave you a Norwegian terror troll. It's true, he did. <laughs> and a fucking
0: puppers. And a fucking puppers. You got this guy a fucking puppers. T-shirt.
3: She has a shirt. <laughs> you can't buy puppers. Like it's not it's, in this country. It's always sold out. And yeah, uh, even yeah. if you could buy it, you can't get it imported. So womp fucking, womp. fucking dicks,
0: man. You could have just like printed out a label and put it on a A&W
3: or something. A&W? Not not an actual beer? (laughs) I'll put it on like the cheapest, shittiest beer I can find. Like PBR or Coors Light or something. And then I would drink it and be like, yeah, that's what I expected. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's, that's about right. Uh, Okay. But uh, in in, uh, Celebration of Taylor's birthday, we picked two movies that are... That involve birthdays. They have birthdays as at least a somewhat of a plot point. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> like that? You're disgusting. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'm starting to lose my voice. Taylor, which one do you want to start with? Birthday uh, look,
0: boy. Let's, let's start with uh, There Was a Little Girl, also known as And When She Was Bad, also known as Madhouse. <laughs>
1: Let me get out of here we can start over just the two of us our party is just beginning <laughs> you can't leave yet <laughs>
4: you're not still afraid of her after all these years the stories you used to tell they
1: were not stories
4: and you're frightened what of?
1: A... on her birthday she had this special ceremony soon it will be our birthday again remember Remember how we used to celebrate, sister dear? No. Remember what I did? How it hurt? Huh? I will make it hurt again. I'll make you suffer what
2: I've
1: suffered. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you'll never get away from me. What is it? I told you I shouldn't come. I told you. Now, what is it? What's happening? She tried to do what? What are
4: you talking about? I know there was a dog in my apartment last night. Are you sure it wasn't a nightmare? Now, you know how you used to have them, those dreams about dogs attacking you, the way you'd wake up screaming. Sweetheart, the idea that your sister would sig her dog on your friends is a little bit off the wall.
1: They keep acting like... Like I'm seeing things, like I'm making it all up, like I'm crazy. Look, honey, do you think I'm crazy, Helen? There's a light on in the ruin. It's a big camera. Thanks, I'll get it.
3: So Madhouse from 1981. I I'll say they definitely went with the least terrible name. <laughs> yeah, like those other two names are so bad. <laughs> I almost wonder if these were like Italian titles that were poorly translated or something. They're from a they're from a poem. Oh. That they say in the movie. Oh, okay. I guess I missed that little tidbit. Bit tit. I know what a bit is, but what's a tid?
0: <laughs> tid 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 tid. tid, tid. By the way, both these movies are from 1981, so we're going to spoil them like crazy, so strap in.
3: <laughs> uh, this was directed and co-written by Ovidio G. Asinitis, <laughs> which sounds like the worst disease. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't, you, you got asinitis, so you're going to have to apply a cream twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> it almost sounds like a porn name. Um <clears throat> um from what i from what i heard or read he actually like there was a a different director and asinitis just like took over i don't know if he fired him or what but he just like took over and he was like no this is my movie now
3: all right um yes so uh this movie takes in takes place in uh savannah Georgia. savannah got roll out your mouth like warm molasses. <laughs> molasses coming out the front of your mouth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's been a murder in Savannah.
3: I don't know why this takes place in Savannah. It's not, I mean, unless it was just, I mean. It was filmed in Savannah. It was filmed there, yeah. Uh, and I guess that's why. That really could be like
0: any town USA. It really doesn't matter.
3: Yeah, like, I don't think they even mentioned that it's. In Savannah. If they did, it was like once. Yeah. The only indication that it even takes place in in the South is that somebody says, this is the South, (laughs) and has a Southern accent or drawl. Uh, This focuses on uh, Julia, um, who is a teacher, a a young lady about the age of 25, or almost 25. Her birthday is in you know, a, a few days. Um, she's a school teacher for deaf children. Um, but she has this kind of hidden background of being a twin, um, who, uh, her, her twin sister has been committed in a mental facility, uh, since they were children. Um, she is incredibly violent. Um, she has a history of, of tormenting Julia Uh, her sister named Mary, by the way. Um, but anyway, uh, it's coming up on their, their mutual birthday and their, uh, uncle James, who's a priest. I don't, there's like elements of the story. It's just like, why, why is he priest? It it plays no bear, has no, hold no bearing on the story.
0: The only thing I can think of, and we're going to spoil this already, is when the big twist comes, you're supposed to be like, oh, but he's a priest.
3: Yeah. I can't believe he's doing this. Uh, um, but, uh, she, he encourages Julia to go see Mary. Cause um, she, she's got the skin condition and apparently
0: yeah. she's dying from it or something. Right.
3: Um, but, uh, she goes to see her and instead of trying to, you know, bury old hatchets and, you know, make amends. Yeah. Uh, Mary just loses her damn mind because she's in a mental hospital. Um, and, uh, just kind of threatens her threatens again her. Yeah, yeah like just goes back to old habits um you know uh, you know grabs her by the arm and refuses to let go and just you, know, like, you remember the old days and that kind of gives stuff gives her an indian burn <laughs> and she's like ah! agony um so she runs out and you know oh and mary says that Julia is going to suffer as she has suffered. And it's like, that's just like... That's sh- biblical. <laughs> well, it's just like the talk of, of, of a lunatic because as far as we can tell as the viewer, Julia did nothing to her. Yeah. It's not like she's trying to get vengeance. Right. She's just nuts. Um. So their be- <laughs> birthday comes up and you kind of get like a, a countdown um, through these, not really vignettes, but like every once in a while you get like a scene break. Or, uh, you know, put up a title, or, you know, put up a card saying, you know, so-and-so. It's this amount of days until Julia's birthday. Um, and, uh, you know, we see, we kind of get a, a glimpse into her life. Like I said, she's a teacher uh, for school children. She has this one um, student in particular. Uh, was named name Sasha? Sasha, yeah. Um, who she has a particular affinity for. Um, he seems very... Uh, Is he an orphan? I don't th- think so because at one point he leaves his house and somebody who looks very motherly says goodbye. No, to him. Oh, that's true. I was gonna say you never see his parents, but I, I, I forgot about that scene. Yeah. Um, so she, uh, yeah, so, I mean, she, like I said, she's a t- she's a teacher and she has a child uh, student named Sasha who she's very, very uh, taken with, um, and uh, she has a a boyfriend named Sam who is a I can't, I didn't quite get if he's just a regular MD or if he's like, I believe he's a psychologist. Okay. Um, and, uh, then what was her friend's name? I lost track of her. Um, Helen, Helen,
0: um, Helen, Helen, Helen. Yes. Same as a psychologist,
3: according to Wikipedia. Okay. Um, and, uh, Then we kind of get, like... This movie was clearly very heavily inspired by Halloween. um, Because um, Mary inexplicably escapes from the mental hospital. Has been supposedly cruising around town in a station wagon, just like Michael Myers. (laughs) Um, And uh, she just starts killing people that are close to uh julia uh she starts with um their uh maintenance guy she lives in this mansion that's been basically subletted uh, into smaller apartments um and the what was it Kim, mr kimura who which was like he, he's he's acting like he was trying to be like the japanese jackie gleason not jackie gleason um Fuck, What's his name? Uh, Jackie, Jackie Mason. Oh, um, that's who I'm thinking of, right? Yes, uh, just he's he's kind of like it was like this air about him where he's just trying to make like these really goofy jokes, but he's Japanese, not Jewish. <laughs> and uh, so he gets it first, gets a knife in the chest, um. And then uh who, who, who I guess
0: there was that other woman who I'm not I didn't really understand what her relationship was uh is it Amanda or Am- Amantha is that a name? That's not a name. <laughs> um Yeah, it was some other friend of theirs or something. I didn't fully understand what her relationship was. Okay. Well,
3: she gets it, too. Um, and then Sasha gets it. Oh, Amanda. She was her landlord. Oh, is that what she was? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. She was like the Southern belle from, from Savannah. Savannah. <laughs> she goes into this. There's been another murder. <laughs> she goes into this thing talking about how her like family brought <laughs> Mr. Kimura's family over from Japan or something. Okay, that's weird. It's like an (laughs) indentured servitude or something. Yeah, right. (laughs) She's just like been been serving your family for generations. But she like owns this dilapidated old mansion that Julia lives in. Um, And Mr. Kimura's been fixing it up, I guess. Anyway, um, so. So Mr. Kimura gets killed. And then um, the security guard at the mental hospital. No, sorry. He was first. first. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The security guard at the mental hospital gets attacked by uh triumph, the comic insult. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, it's supposed to be this vicious Rottweiler. Cause, she, cause Julia talks about how, um, Mary had this dog who was vicious and like would obey her every command, um, would just attack people. And presumably, it's the same dog? It's not really explained. Or she just has some kind of Dr. Doolittle ability with <laughs> dogs. Um, but yeah, this dog this dog jumps out of the bushes and attacks a security guard and then it turns into this <laughs> Turns into a puppet. <laughs> just this giant rubber head dog. It's, it's seriously because it's a Rottweiler. All you had to do was put a cigar in its mouth and it would have been triumph. Um but yeah, like, you know, choose the security guards, throw it out. And that's he's like, hey, Mr. Security Guard, you seem like <laughs> a nice guy for me to poop on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, then, uh, yeah, then, then Mr. Kimura gets it because, um, at this point, Mary has escaped and, uh, and I think the, the young boy gets it next, right? Was he before Amantha? I'm pretty sure. Um, and
0: he, he also gets killed by the dog in a, in a park. So this dog is able to like make sure like, oh, I'll only kill this one person. <laughs> right. It's, it's a very well-trained dog. So good. But in this scene, the dog ha- clearly has something in his mouth to make him snarl. Mm. But he has these like puppy dog eyes. <laughs> and you're just like, I don't fear this dog. I feel bad for him. I'm like, take the thing out of his mouth. Like, <laughs>
3: I think you're probably a good boy. <laughs> I want to scratch his head. <laughs> Although I'm uh, very uh, leery of, of Rottweilers. They're just dogs that I just don't trust. Ah. Rottweilers and pit bulls. I just don't trust them. Ah. Ah. Um, anyway. So, uh, yes. Yes. Julia has been getting like, I don't know. I think meeting with um, her sister has become she's just kind of wearing on her. Like she's becoming more and more not so much paranoid, just unhinged. Yeah, and you know Sam tries to calm her and say, "Hey, you know you got a birthday coming up. We'll have a we'll have a celebration, you know, or, or whatever." Um, and uh, you know she's got her uncle who's also trying to be supportive. Um, but then they come and tell her at school that Mary has escaped. And so her birthday is just fucked. (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah, so yes. So so this, this kid, he's leaving and he goes and hangs out in a park and then, yeah, gets attacked by Mary's dog. Uh, and he, he dies, which the movie didn't really pull any punches because they kill a kid and a dog. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then, the, like, right after that, she goes
0: back to the class and tells the class that Sasha's dead. Yeah. Like, she gets no mourning period whatsoever. Right. but there's this, like, heartbreaking scene of all these deaf kids telling, like, all the things they love about Sasha.
3: Yeah. Oh, man, that scene was tough. Yeah. And especially, like, because she's, like, she's trying to basically do it with kid gloves. You know, it's like, you know, sometimes bad things happen to people. And now Sasha won't be joining us again. Yeah, and, you know, and just just trying to play it off cool, you know, and and and, and calmly. But then this one kid's like, he's dead. Just like, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so I can't really quite recall what it was, but you. They pretty much give away that her uncle James is a creep. Something is off about him, and you pretty much just have to assume that he is working with Mary or supporting her in some way. Um Sam tells uh or Sam is trying to you know, basically clear his schedule to spend time with her sort of with Julie on her birthday. Then his boss just comes in, it's like, Hey, you're not her he says Tells his, uh, his you know, his secretary, uh, clear my schedule on Thursday. Nothing goes on because it's Julia's birthday. And then his boss walks in right after. He's like, yeah, you're, you're right. Nothing's going on because you're going to San Francisco. And he's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, oh, oh, but you are. <laughs> um, so uh, he's kind of prepping for his trip. Um, and uh, he goes to, what was her name? Helen and says hey you know i have to be gone out of town for for a day um can you just spend the night with julia she's she's having a hard time right now just kind of keep her calm till i get back so they're kind of having like a like a little sleepover um and in the night uh mary breaks into the house and chases helen down with a knife or actually, I guess the dog kind of scares yeah. her first, and then Helen's, no, not Helen. Mary is uh, standing in the house um, and chases her down with a knife and slaughters her. <clears throat> <sighs> then uh, Helen's just running around with no pants on, right? When, when when Sam came to come see her, she was like doing stretching, like stretches, like she's about to do like some uh, aerobics or something. She's wearing like this full body stocking that I'm pretty sure was see-through, but it's just like, what are you you doing? (laughs) What are you wearing? (laughs) What is that? Um, Green man. (laughs) Well, it's like, you know, you think, it it looked like a full body sock. (laughs) Like it had like, it was like uh, grooved like a sock is, you know? (laughs) I don't know, I'm not. Anyway. (laughs) Not important. (laughs) uh then uh, so james is at uh at julia's house um and you know you they're not explicit on why at first but he runs into amantha who is like we said uh, julia's landlady uh who lives in the in the house as well she's a little weird eccentric yeah she's yeah she's like this Kind of like Southern Bell type, but also like kind of like a flower child type thing. Yeah. A little hippie-ish. Um, but she, you know, she runs into James, who is trying to unload stuff out of the back of his car. Um, and it's just like right away, you're like, why is James there? It's like, oh, okay, well, he's part of this, obviously. So it's just like, I don't know if they're trying to keep it a secret, but it didn't work. Yeah. Um, but she's like, Oh, you must be James. Uh it's like, I've been wanting to meet you. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> it's like, I'm not, like, I've, I've met a lot of your uh, family, but it's like, I'm not, like, it's like, I, I was like man, I really got to meet that one aunt that I haven't met. <laughs> <laughs> um, so James is like, yeah, I'm trying to just bring this in the basement. Mr. Kimura said I could use it for Julia's uh, birthday party. And it's like, you'd think as the owner of the, of the house, she'd be like, wow, he didn't run that by me. Um, (laughs) but like they pull this thing out of the back of a station wagon and it's like, I don't know if you're supposed to know that it's a body bag, but it very clearly is. So I have this body bag full of streamers (laughs) and (laughs) it was the only
0: thing I had that would fit everything.
3: (laughs) You know, you're just always like, like, do I have a bag big enough for everything I need? Um. He brings it in the basement and he unzips. And she says, you know, oh, it almost feels like there's a body in there. And he says, oh, well, there is. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. okay. I guess <laughs> I guess the mask's off now. Um, and then he just turns into a fucking weirdo. Yeah, he just goes nuts. Like, you thought he was a normal guy, especially when he was, like, very, like, uh, not terse. That's not the right word. Um, stern. And, like, very concerned when, like, Mary escaped and he was telling Julia uh, I was like, oh, Mary's escaped. got to be safe. Got to be careful. And now he's just a nut, fucking nut bar. Um, and he starts chasing her around the house with a knife. And like, he was singing nursery rhymes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like, I, I forget what the first one was, but then he just started singing Old King Cole over and over and over. It's like, what is this supposed to be like a thing? Are you are you trying to like? Is this is a bit. Yeah. Are you like trying to make a franchise <laughs> is this out of gimmick? this? <laughs> it's like are you trying to guy, make this guy like a like a like the new, you know, Michael Myers at the time? Like, because this is not working. <laughs> He's the King Cole Killer, <laughs> <laughs> and then he, then he just does that for the rest of the movie. Like, as he kind of like descends more and more into madness. As he turns more and more into the Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason, um, he just, yeah, he's just singing nursery rhymes. And, and I don't know, don't know why. There's no explanation for mm-hmm. it. And it's not like it's like, it's not like it's relevant to the story either. No. <laughs> anyway, so Sam, uh, he comes back from San Francisco, right? Yeah. And, um,
0: James right. James yep. takes Julia to the basement. He says, you know, I, I've got a surprise party for you, which, you know, you just told her, so it's not really. Right. But he uh, <laughs> like blindfolds her and takes her in the basement, and there's, like, all the dead people set up at the table. Yeah. Um, and there's Mary with some bad prosthetics on her face. All right.
3: They're
0: supposed to be twin sisters, but it's so
3: clearly not the same
0: they person. They don't look anything alike. And it's like but they're like, the whole thing, they keep playing off like, oh, she has the skin disease, so they don't look anything
3: alike anymore. Yeah, and then Mary says, oh, you dyed your hair. It's, okay. You know, it would have been easy enough to just do, like, split shots and just have her play two roles. um I mean, this was 1981. I'm not saying, like, you know, splice two frames together. Oh, just, just separate shots. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been easy to play off with a body double. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Sam comes and you know starts rabble rousing and things go go sideways and then like I'm, I'm I'm at this point I'm like fading fast I'm just losing interest in this quickly.
0: <laughs> but Sam kills Triumph with a drill, right? Because Triumph, like Jack Torrance, is through the door, right? Yeah, as dogs do. Yeah, <laughs> but then gets stuck. <laughs> yeah, and then he. Yeah, then Sam drills his brains out. This was mm-hmm. another part where, like, where they would show the room that Sam was in, and it was like clearly a hand puppet, mm-hmm. and then it would pan around the other side of the door, and it's like the actual dog stuck in the door. Yeah, and I'm like, get the dog out of the door.
3: Kill <laughs> <laughs> <Help> n- him. <laughs> he's not having a good time. Um. And uh, yes. So Sam kills the dog. Uh, James kills Mary, for like, stabs her in the back for some reason, inexplicably. Like, there's no reason for it. Like, you thought they were working together, and it's not like she double-crossed him and he killed her. He just, he double-crossed her for no reason. Yeah. There, like, wasn't a point to it. He just did it. Because he's insane, he's I guess. A fucking weirdo. <sighs> then Sam comes in and starts fighting James, and then Mary, uh, Julia starts... Hacking at James's back with a hatchet, and I'm not even sure where that came from. It was just there. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then you know th- now he's dead. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Then Mary pops up for a second, and then she dies again. And yeah. That's it. That's yeah. the end of the movie. It's pretty much it. <sighs> so, um. This I'm was
0: this was on the video nasties list. Really? Yeah. And I, I just I really don't see anything in it that's all that disturbing. No, I mean like the effects aren't very good. No. Um you know, the to me, the worst thing in the movie was the stuff they did to the dog while <laughs> making the movie. Yeah. I'm like,
3: leave that dog alone. Yeah, I it's not like Hannibal Holocaust type stuff, but Right. It's like and you know, when they do kill the dog, it's clearly a It's pup, clearly, a clearly a
0: fake dog, yeah.
3: But still, it's just like... And you know, they, they put the kind of obligatory thing in the credits. Just like no animals were harmed in the making of this film. Blah, sure. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but still, it's just like... I don't think that dog's having a good time. Like, like I said, he was stuck in the door and like his feet
0: are scratching at the door. And yeah. Um, and then like the one part when he's supposed to look super scary right before he kills Sashi, he just looks adorable. <laughs> um, like I said, the, the, the gore is not over the top. No, and there's there's you know a decent amount of blood and stuff when that when people get attacked by the dog and whatnot, but um, the effects aren't super realistic. Yeah, it's, it's just like, a lot of blood mostly.
3: When the dog like chews out that security guard's throat, it it's not like like a bunch of like visceral no not, it wouldn't be viscera, but not like a bunch of chewed flesh. It's basically just like a bunch of blood. It's like I've seen
0: this movie referred to as an American Giallo, and it's like somewhat yeah I get it. Also has an Italian director, so it kind of makes sense, but.
3: I don't think people know what Jallo means. <laughs> they don't under, I I, th- I think they truly don't understand what a Jalo film is. Um, but it's like that Jallo style blood, you know. Like it's not the
0: bright pink, yeah. like most Jalo movies, but it does have that, uh, you know, just like tons of blood with no real viscera or yeah. innards or anything.
3: Yeah, yeah, and um, I think as far as like uh, you know, mangled flesh and you know, actual like gore. The most gory thing is probably when Sam drills the dog's head, and the like you see brains coming out. Yeah, but aside from that, it's there's not a lot to it. Or, um, or when Julia, you know, hacks up James's back, but that just it just kind of looks like munch meat or something. Yeah, I okay, yeah. As far as gore goes, that's probably the worst of it. But even that, when you compared to even, well, I don't know. I was gonna say compared to other things, but. Back then, I guess there wasn't a lot to compare it to. I mean, you think of, like, other slasher movies. You know, you've got Halloween, um, which had, like, no blood. Yeah. Um, And then Texas Chainsaw also had no blood. Right. And, you know, uh, Friday the 13th, they may have been filming this at the same time. No, this would have been filmed after Friday the 13th had already been released. But even Friday the 13th was... Pretty short on on gore and you know, over the top effects, mainly due to budget constraints. But so I guess as far as like um, violence and gore goes, there wasn't a lot to compare to. But this is relatively mundane by comparison. Yeah, especially by today's standards. And it's not like the content is particularly troubling. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was a different time. You know, when that video Nasty's list was created, you know, you think about who was, who was creating the list. It was a bunch of fucking Bible thumping right-wingers. Yeah. Um, or, you know, not even necessarily right-wingers. Just Bible thumpers. You know, people that, you know, God before country. It's fucking stupid. Or God before basically anything else. Um, just offending everyone. This episode. <laughs> I don't care. Fuck them. Uh Anyway, it's not it's not it's not good. It's not a great movie, no. It's interesting that this was a 2 million dollar budget. You'd think you'd get a little more out of it for that. Yeah, right? really, especially in the 80s. Yeah. Um
0: like the most the the when they get to the basement is really like the only interesting
3: part. Yeah, that's when the, like the action starts. It's like you know throughout the movie, you know, you've got this they 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 don't really expose Mary a lot. You don't see much of her, mm-hmm. um, and it's almost like they're trying to create this like this, you know, mystery or something. It's like, oh, is it, is she the killer? Is is it Mary? It's like, well, yeah. Who else would it be? <laughs> Until you find out that James is crazy, and it's like, oh, okay. Well, he's probably helping. And it's like, okay, that's that's no big shock.
0: Yeah, like they it. it tries to paint itself as like this big reveal when they reveal James and it's like even even if you don't see it coming it's like why yeah um
3: it was Philip the pizza delivery boy from earlier earlier. (laughs) um yeah it's it's not great
0: it's it's really kind of boring throughout the middle of it yeah like even as
3: these people are getting killed you're just like oh okay I think I mean this it's on shutter. So if you already have shutter, then you're not paying any extra for it. If you just want something to put on in the background while you're doing something else, sure. But if you're gonna have to sit down and try to enjoy it, <clears throat> this is probably not the one you're gonna wanna reach for. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I don't know, I don't know. Because I was looking at it with a critical eye, so maybe if I wasn't I would have felt differently, but you know i i after I watch a movie, I typically uh will read other people's reviews of it just to kind of see you know get a feel for what other people thought um and a lot of people didn't like this yeah for I mean, basically the same reasons it's five point six on i m d b yeah that's out of ten so you know you've, you' about know fifty six percent so um You know, I saw a handful of favorable reviews on Shudder, but I think that's pretty typical of even bad movies on (laughs) Shudder. Because people aren't mad that they had
2: to pay for it.
0: (laughs) Well, and most of the people on Shudder are like, you know, super hardcore horror fans who are just like, I will love anything that's a horror movie.
3: Yeah. Just because it's horror doesn't mean I have to like it. Like, it's not awful. You know, like, it does have a lot of blood.
0: And it's got, you know, a fair amount of kills, but it's, it just doesn't really suck you in at any point.
3: Yeah. I guess mean,
0: w- like the most emotional part is when the, the deaf kids are all talking about their favorite memories of Sasha. Yeah. Like immediately after he died.
3: Yeah. I mean, like I've, I've definitely seen worse things. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> for him, without a doubt. Um, and even worse things from this era. Um, and I could see potential here. Like it had, I think it had decent bones. It could have built a good movie out of this, but it just, it just wasn't good. I mean, <laughs> um, just I think uh, maybe the story got a little lazy. Like it was kind of long-winded through the middle, which is weird because it's only an hour and a half. It's not a long movie. It just seemed long in the middle, right? Um, and then at the end, it just kind of got lazy. It seemed like yeah, um. Anyway, I think that's all I got. Anything else you want to add? No. All right. Um, I think I'm going to do a three on this. Uh, I'll give it a four. It's going to be a no for me, dog. So up next
0: is another 1981 film. This one is Bloody Birthday.
4: 1970. Three children were born during a total eclipse of the sun. Now, ten years later, they share a terrible compulsion to kill and no one can stop them. If they decide they don't like you, watch out. The children will stop at nothing to get a deadly murder weapon. And anyone can be their victim. No one is safe. Not even their families can escape. Bloody birthday. Children shouldn't play with sharp objects. hate the babysitter and her little brother and the teachers at school are so no matter where you run, they'll find you. There's no escape. journey into the bazaar will you get out alive
0: all right so this movie opens up uh on meadowvale general hospital in california on june 9th 1970 uh three kids are born under an eclipse which just wait until you hear the bullshit for this <laughs> it's so dumb but uh th- this doctor and this nurse both just donald trump it up at the eclipse and they're like oh look at that yeah <laughs> And then go and deliver babies, probably half blind. Sure, yeah. But yeah, these three, three babies are all born under this eclipse, two boys and a girl.
3: I, for like the first 15, 20 minutes in this movie, I thought they were siblings. Did oh, really? Not, did not get that they were not. They were just born on the same day. Yeah. So I thought it was creepy when the little boys were looking at their older sister <laughs> getting naked. And paying their younger, paying their sister, to watch it, it seemed weird. That would be weird.
0: <laughs> luckily, that's not the case. <laughs> uh, it's two boys and a girl. Um, what are their names? Uh, Curtis, Stephen, 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 and Annie. Right. Yes. Okay. So we flash forward to ten years later. You, you do you recognize Curtis? Uh I thought it was the guy who played Young Josh in Big, but it's not.
3: <laughs> no, it's uh the guy from uh, Parker Lewis. Oh really? Mikey. I saw he was also in Cujo,
0: But I don't know who he played. God, it's been so long since I've seen Cujo.
3: I don't, I don't even
0: know. Yeah, I like I legit was certain that this he, that he was the kid that played Young Josh in Big.
3: <laughs> I I could see the resemblance, but yeah.
0: Um Yeah, so we we flash forward 10 years. There's these two high school kids making out in in a cemetery because that's romantic. And like later on,
3: so Julie Brown's in this, which is weird. Um, Not downtown. Not downtown.
0: But Earth Girls are easy, Julie Brown.
3: Right. And this movie came out before that. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure in the credits, like the opening credits of Earth Girls are easy, it says introducing Julie Brown. (laughs) It's like, but she's... a she was already in a thing. I just assumed that was her first movie, but then I saw this and I'm like, "Well, that doesn't make sense." Yeah. Right. Was she the one that said wubba, "wubba wubba"? No, that was downtown. That was downtown. Okay. <laughs> I can um, never keep them straight. But uh, yeah, she's later in the movie. She says that it's like, uh, like, "Oh, me and so and so would make out in the th- in the in that cemetery all the time." It's like,
2: why? What why is the same thing? thing?
3: <laughs> but, but yeah, the guy uh,
0: Duke. He starts trying to take the girl's top off. And she's like, no, what if someone sees? And he's like, we're in a cemetery at night. Like, who's going to see? Fucking zombies? <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, you know, no, we need to go somewhere more private. So, get those tits. so they jump in an open grave. <laughs> it's totally practical.
3: Absolutely makes sense. I
0: kept waiting for her to be like, let's at least go inside that old mausoleum. <laughs> I think you should give it to him, <laughs> senor. This guy's gonna be picking my teeth out of his dump.
2: Uh,
0: um, but yeah, so now they're like they're fooling around in in, a, in an open grave, and someone starts throwing dirt on him. And uh,
1: <laughs> what the fuck?
0: And Duke's like, this guy's gonna be picking my teeth out of his dump. <laughs> uh, but he gets killed with a shovel, and the girl gets strangled with a jump rope.
3: Which, like, I, I, I give it's credit where credit's due. That Like, when she, they're strangling her, it actually looked fairly real. Yeah. Uh, the next day,
0: uh, we cut to this school, elementary school, and there's this <laughs> sheriff talking to kids, and he's like, kids, why should you always cooperate with the police? And I'm like, fuck you, pig. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. I'm not cooperating <laughs> with shit. I know my rights.
3: <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. I had a flashback.
0: <laughs> or a flash forward. <laughs> but, you know, Curtis is like, because police are here to serve and protect. Bullshit. And then uh, serve and protect themselves. This little kid, Timmy, is like, you fucking bootlicker. <laughs> He calls him a kiss up. Now he doesn't actually call him a bootlicker, but we, he, he should have called him a bootlicker. Let's be honest. Um, and then, yeah, the police explains to the kids that Duke and uh, whatever the girl's name was they they were murdered. He's like, "Does do you, do you guys know what murder means?" I'm like, "We're not fucking stupid." Mm-hmm. Like, uh, ah, fuck, I already forgot his name, Steven and one of the other boys. Maybe it was Curtis. He's like, it was okay. Curtis." Okay, he's like, "We're we're not." Babies. It's like, we, we know what murder means. <laughs> Idiot. The other sheriff says these they, they were murdered. And uh, he said, if anybody sees a jump rope with a handle like this, I need you to let me know. And then as, he, as he's leaving, uh, Annie says, bye, Dad. So, you know, you get that puzzle piece put together.
3: Yeah, but like when he says, if you see anybody with a r- jump rope with a handle like this, you let me know. And, like, all three of these kids just, like, tense up. It's like, and oh, yeah, And they, so like, shoot, shoot each other looks. Yeah, so it's them. <laughs> no surprise there. And he doesn't recognize his own
0: daughter's jump rope. <laughs> Spo- spoilers, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yet yeah, Joyce, this this girl, Joyce, who is, I guess, more or less our main character, she shows up at the school with, like, five minutes left in class. <laughs> She's a TA or something, I guess. Um. And, yeah, the teacher, like, says, you know, maybe next time you show up on time. Yeah. Or, he, like, if you're if you're, you're going to show up that late in class, don't fucking come.
3: Yeah, no. She served no purpose being there. If, if like, I had, like, some teachers in school that if you were more than, like, ten minutes late, they locked the doors. Yeah. And then you're just, like, and if you were caught walking around the halls, like, you got in trouble. Yeah. So, uh, you just kind of fucked. <laughs> so, you just go home. You got to go to your car and smoke a dude. <laughs> oh, I didn't have a car or a <laughs> <laughs> Um,
0: Oh, we skipped over this kid, Timmy. Uh, jo- he's Joyce's little brother. And there's a scene where he is coming in through the window. And she's like, where have you been? And he's like, oh, I was feeding the dog. and I locked myself out. And so now, now that Joyce hears that the- these kids were murdered, she grabs Timmy. And she's like, where the hell were you last night? Did you murder
3: somebody? And he's like, I was feeding the dog. Psycho? <laughs> Damn, bitch. Chill. On. Um.
0: Oh, wait. Debbie is the little girl. Who's Annie? Annie. Annie, Annie,
3: Annie. I don't know. Anyways. Was that... um?
0: Ah, fuck. I don't know. doesn't matter. Maybe we'll f- find out as we go along here. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it'll come back to us. Um, But the, the teacher, you know, the bell rings and the teacher's like, gives the old, the bell doesn't excuse you, I excuse you. And she's like the super hard ass teacher. And so Debbie invites the teacher to her birthday and the teacher's like, no, you're a child. You're not even going to have beer. <laughs> uh, then, you know, we cut to Debbie's outside skipping rope and we see somebody off camera set the skateboard up on the steps very ominously. And she's like, dad, come watch me jump rope. And the dad comes out and clearly steps over the skateboard. And Mm -hmm. Debbie immediately is just
3: like, hmm. As you probably would. Because, like, do you ever just blindly walk downstairs? (laughs) Just looking up? (laughs) (laughs) Just like looking like straightforward, not like paying attention to what's in front of you.
0: It's also like a bright blue plastic skateboard. It's not like conspicuous in any way.
3: Yeah, if it was me, I'd be like, get your shit off the fucking stairs. (laughs) I would have kicked it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to break my goddamn neck. Is that what you want?
0: (laughs) Turns out it is. Thanks for the setup. I got you. But yeah, he steps around it and Debbie just has this look like you you fucked it up. Mm -hmm. So uh, Stephen runs out from behind and just beats him to death with a baseball bat. (laughs) So Curtis, Stephen and Debbie, they take his body and they set it up on the steps. And Debbie's like, oh, mom, dad fell. At this moment, Timmy comes through some kind of gate in the fence. Is he their neighbor? I think so. Okay. Cause there's just a, a like door in the middle of their fence, and he just walks in, and they're just like, oh, shit, Timmy saw that. We got to kill Timmy. So, um, cut to, they're playing hide
3: and seek in a junkyard. Which As is, you do. Which is safe. I don't know. I think as a grown adult, I couldn't get into a junkyard if I wanted to, (laughs) because they're they're roped off or they're they're closed and they're covered by razor wire and they usually have a dog. It's junkyard dog. That's why they call it that. Yeah, (laughs) that's where the name came from. Um, But yeah, they're
0: just playing hide and seek and getting tetanus. And uh, Curtis tells Timmy, he's like, "Hey, clean fun." (laughs) He's like, "Hey, let's hide in this old refrigerator." And Timmy's like, I don't know. I don't think I ought to. (laughs) Curtis is like, get in. Don't worry. We won't close both doors. We'll just close one door. So Timmy gets in. Curtis jumps out, closes both doors, locks it.
3: Yeah. And they think this is going to kill him. I mean, it probably would have at some point. I think it would have taken days. Well, I mean, if if the thing was airtight, then, you know. But it's. Sitting in a junkyard, so it's probably it's probably not. It's probably a heap of shit. Yeah, yeah. But Timmy's able to like
0: get this flat piece of metal that was inside the refrigerator, and he sticks it up through the middle and unlatches it and lets himself out. That Jimmy, he's just crafty. He's industrious. Timmy, not Jimmy. What? Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> um. Meanwhile, we're introduced to Debbie. Has this burn book. She's putting, like, pictures of all the people that they're killing, people that they're going to
3: kill and people that they have killed. Yeah. It's like, you know, like, uh I think of, like, Dexter, where he was, like, this very brilliant murderer. Like, he knew, like, you know, being a cop and being a blood spatter expert, he knew how to cover up his own crimes. But he always kept the trophy. And that's just every serial killer's downfall. Yep.
0: So you see her putting a picture of Mrs. Curtis, the teacher, in the burn book. So she's clearly the next target. And we come to find out Curtis has switched his toy replica gun with the sheriff's real gun. So he just walks right into Mrs. Curtis's house. And she's like... Was it her house or the school?
3: I think it was a school. No, it was at her house. She's like in a kitchen. I, I think it was a kitchen at the school in like a teacher's lounge or something.
0: Hmm... I don't know. Wikipedia says her
3: kitchen. Okay. I mean, whatever. It just struck me as weird because lo- later uh, Joyce walks in. And she's just there, just hanging out at the teacher's house.
0: I mean, it seems like the cop is the only one that has any kind of security system. This it's, It looks like he made it himself. <laughs>
3: I think that's what security systems looked like back then.
0: I mean, it probably did. But yeah, uh, Curtis just walks in to her kitchen, and he points the gun at her, and she's like, "Damn it, Curtis! If you bring that toy gun to school again, you're gonna be suspended or something." Is it, everybody said they nobody replica said, replica
3: yeah, yeah yeah nobody said toy gun they always say replica. And was, why are they saying that? that just yeah, weird. I found
0: that odd too. But so Curtis just like, okay, I won't bring this replica to school anymore. Blah blah blah. <laughs> He, just, he, he wraps it in a towel and then shoots her. Is it supposed to muffle the sound or something? Yeah, I guess it was
3: supposed to be some kind of like compressor or something. Um,
0: Stuff's her body in a closet. Uh, Joyce ends up finding it. And she's like, she's all shaken up and so she goes home and there's a note from Timmy saying he's in the junkyard, even though she explicitly told him, don't go to the junkyard and don't play with those kids anymore. Mm-hmm. Because they're bad news bears. <laughs> um, so she goes to the junkyard and the kids run her down with a car. This is probably my favorite scene. It's like the only one that actually has any tension. It's not just like, boom, you're dead. Yeah. Also, uh, Steven is driving the car with a, a pillowcase on his head. <laughs> right. And every time they would cut to like, the outside of the car, it was clearly just a grown adult. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) But Curtis is, like, on the ground pressing the pedals.
3: Yeah, and, like, they crash the car, and, you know, Joyce narrowly uh, uh, avoids death. They crash the car, and, like, Curtis, being down in that footwell, he'd be dead. Oh, most definitely. He's a a dead guy. Yeah. (laughs) Um...
0: And, I mean, Stephen probably would have been thrown through the windshield. Oh, yeah. I don't think he had a seatbelt
3: on. Probably not. Stupid kids. (laughs) Um. They probably don't wear masks either. Well, he had a hood on.
0: (laughs) I guess that counts. (laughs) Covered his entire head, except for his eyes. (laughs) Um. Do, 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 do. Cops show up. Joyce tells him what happened. Blah, 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 blah. Um. Do, 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 do. Yeah, it's it's not in here, but like Tony said earlier, there's a scene where Curtis and Steven pay Debbie twenty five cents to watch Julie Brown get naked and dance around.
3: Yep, it's not so bad. It's 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 a fairly long scene. <laughs> it's weird. She's like dancing. She's like watching herself dance in the mirror as she's like stripping down. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't get that. Any <laughs> hey, hey hey ladies out there? If you've ever done that, let us know. Uh, not just, not because we're creeps, just I want to know why. Like <laughs> <laughs> be like, it's send video. <laughs> <laughs> Nudes or it didn't happen. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Not so bad though. Yeah. She, uh, like, because even like in, Earth, she was like really sm- small. She was like, tiny. And even in like Earth Girls Are Easy, she looked like she had, I don't know. Put on weight or something. Yeah. Yeah, I almost didn't recognize her. Her curls are easy. It's only like, what, 85? So it Sounds about right. Four yeah. years later. <clears throat> um,
0: <clears throat> so, Joyce is like super into astrology. And this is where we get this bullshit where she's, she's reading through this book. And she says that, oh, you know, Debbie Curtis and Stephen, they were all born during an eclipse. And the eclipse blocked Saturn which is the planet that uh, controls empathy. Yeah. So So these kids have no empathy and that's why they're serial killers. Yeah. Because Saturn was blocked.
3: Yeah. Not because they coincidentally all have the same mental defect is because of a a planet because of Saturn because they got no Saturn. Right. They (laughs) They got no Saturn in their juju. Uh.
0: Meanwhile, while they're doing this, Curtis is outside with a revolver, like ready to kill him. But then he hears a noise or something, and so he goes and he kills this couple that are fucking in a van. Was that was that Annie? Maybe. Sure. Let's let's oh, see. I that's think Annie. I think Annie was the girl at the beginning that was with Duke. Oh, was, I think okay. that might have been Duke and Annie. Okay. But like these two, they're like she's she's naked already. They're they're about to fuck. And she's like, I heard a noise. Go check it out. And the guy does what literally any guy would do, which is go, nope, don't see nothing.
3: (laughs) (laughs) As we were. (laughs) They, like, it's so weird. Like, they pull up in his fucking shagging wagon. It's just like this rape van with no windows. Um, They just pull it to this neighborhood street, pull over to the side and park and then just immediately jump in the back and strip down naked and start fucking. It's like, where's the foreplay, guys? (laughs) Teenagers. Where's the romance? (laughs) Uh, Teenagers don't know anything about foreplay. Also, why would they just park in a neighborhood? Go park behind a Taco Bell or something. (laughs) (laughs) Or drive out to the fucking woods. Or the graveyard. Well, (laughs) people people die there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh... So after that, flash forward
3: to the big birthday party, which is weird. It's weird because uh, the girl's dad was just killed um, and they still had a birthday party. Yeah. And there wasn't really much talk of it. Nope.
0: I thought that like... There was no grieving. There was no like, oh, I wish your dad was here to see this. It's (laughs)
3: all just like, woohoo, birthday party. Right? (laughs) And it's like, it must have happened very quickly because... I don't know about you, but in my experiences dealing with funerals, uh, it's usually about a week later. Yeah. Give or take. So, and then like, then they had the birthday party. Like, so it's like you waited a week to have a funeral and then probably like a, a couple of days later you had a birthday party. This doesn't, and you sh- act
0: like nothing happened.
3: Yeah, it doesn't strike anyone as weird. <laughs> Except for, um, what's her face? Uh, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Brody um, Debbie's mom Oh yeah She kind of has a, a, a Well she's the widow Breakdown yeah But it's just like you, Like I get it But like you're making a scene <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's your daughter's big day well, It's like it's, it's almost as if she did that So she could Make a scene <laughs> She's like I just want to thank everybody Like you don't need to do that Nobody nobody makes this announcement at birthday parties, except, like, say, hey, we're going to sing happy birthday, that kind of thing. Right. They don't say, I just want to thank everybody for coming to this birthday party, make this day special for all the kids. I know my husband would want to be here, but he's dead. (laughs) It's like, I don't know, she's not given a name. uh. I don't know. I can't, I can't think of a name. I can't think of a name. I can't think of a woman's name. Betty. Betty. You're making... Betty Nooks. <laughs> Betty. Betty Nugs. I made that joke the other day, and she didn't get it. Of course not. Wife. Who's named Betty? What? Who, somebody named somebody Betty. Who, who was it? Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Right. Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively named their, their newborn infant... They named their infant Betty Nooks. <laughs> Yes, Betty Nugs Reynolds. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but it's it's 2020, and and people are naming their kids Betty. Names, Anez. All right, Inez. Well, what do you think of Mabel? <laughs> There's just like names that you just like. It seems like you just don't name kids that anymore. She's watching Grey's Anatomy, and these people name their kid Harriet. It's awful. Like, Betty feels like it should be short for something. I think Beatrice. Beatrice, I think so.
4: Beatrice.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Anyway, so. We are off course. So they have like
0: four cakes. And so (laughs) so many fucking cakes. Julie Brown, she's cutting up a cake. She's like, hey, I need another cake. Can you go get me another cake? So Joyce goes and Curtis is in there. He's just like slathering is the only word I can think of slathering this cake with frosting basting <laughs> and Joyce's like what the fuck are you doing you little shit like she freaks out on him and he's like I'm putting more frosting on the cake like call him your shit chill <laughs> the fuck out it's my fucking birthday <laughs> i like frosting <laughs> but then she like she takes the cake <clears throat> and when she comes back he's doing the same thing to the other cake but he's holding something behind his back she's like oh what do you got there And he drops it, and it's ant poison. (laughs) You know,
3: ant poison. (laughs) (laughs) Never seen ant poison in my life. I've never seen exclusively ant poison. It's always been like ant roach and bee. Right. Or ant ant roach and spider. Just bug poison. And it it, never says poison. No. (laughs) It's like repellent. Yeah. They could have
0: gone with rat poison. The old tried and true. Yeah. People never see it coming. But... She starts running out. She's just smacking cake out of people's hands. She's like,
3: don't eat the cake. It's people. <laughs> but she's like, it's poisoned. It's like, God damn it, Joyce. Now you're making a scene.
0: And some old guy is just like, sticks his finger in it and eats it. He's like, that's not poison. <laughs> you silly and bitch. That's buttercream. And he's like, Curtis, eat it. <laughs> And Curtis just takes a big spoonful. And then he like looks, Joyce right, with dead eyes. And just
3: <laughs> What do you think now, bitch? Somebody in the background, I don't want to eat that now. <laughs> Put his fingers in it. It's <laughs> disgusting. He's a child. I don't know where his hands have been. <laughs> and Joyce is just like,
0: you did this on purpose. You did this to make me look crazy. Me <laughs> <You> no <know>, crazy. <laughs> um, so... Oh, man, where does it go from there?
3: (laughs) What happens after that?
0: Um, I think they they decide
3: Joyce has got to (laughs) die.
0: Yes, (laughs) for sure. Um, And then, oh, uh, uh, Beverly, which is Julie Brown, Debbie's sister, finds the burn book Mm. and is like, oh, my God, my sister is responsible for killing all these people.
3: Does she make that jump? I think she just says you're a fucking psychopath and tries to That's show up to true. The yeah,
0: she's just like, "Oh, you're like commemorating these deaths and yeah." yeah. And tells the mom and she's like, "Oh, that's Curtis's book." She just immediately throws her friend under the bus. Yeah. Her birthday, buddy. But I guess, you know, she has no empathy because of Saturn. So, yeah. She has no Saturn in her she, life. She has and, no Saturn in her life. <laughs> so, she doesn't even care about her friends. And she's just you, like,
3: know you need y'all need some Saturn y'all, in your y'all life. Need some Saturn.
0: That's a t-shirt. <laughs> Copyright Great Podcast, and <laughs> Bending. Um so uh, yeah. So Debbie ends up she she kills Beverly with she shoots her with an
3: arrow through the glory hole. And uh <laughs> I think it's funny that Joyce Somehow spotted the glory, the, <laughs> the glory Um
0: When they first like found it, my brain did not go to people because the the height of it. I'm like, that's a glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> I know a glory hole when I see one.
3: Um, but uh, like she shows it to her, and then does nothing about it. <laughs> like doesn't doesn't put like a shelf in front of it or, or like a or even like. Hang clothes in front of it. Yeah, patch it up. Something, even a poster or yeah, something. Just like, put a piece of masking tape over it or something. Duh, no, just like,
0: well, maybe I kind of like it. When <laughs> I mean, she did, like, she did dance around. So. Yeah. Um, for all the men folk, <laughs> <laughs> shaking a <her> little behind. <laughs> uh, yeah, Debbie kills her. Shoots a bow and arrow through the glory hole. Calls Curtis and Steven, Says, "Hey." you know i killed my sister come help me hide the body so they come and uh you know they they help her hide the body and then um they kill the mom at some point right who who's uh De- debbie's mom
3: no 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 she lives okay <laughs> no so they 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 um I don't know where Debbie's mom was going, but she was leaving. And sh- they asked, um, so Debbie goes to Joyce and says, hey, can you babysit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the next day. Yeah. And um, so, she's like, yeah, sure. Even though, like, even though, you know, things were weird the other day, sure. Yeah, I'll babysit for you. And well, they keep still. talking about, like, there's this
0: serial killer on the loose. Yeah. Nobody seems to ever put the pieces together.
3: Yeah, these kids are killing people all over town. Well, not all over town, but they're just killing so many people, and these are people in their lives. They're not, like, covering things up. They're leaving, like, a trail of breadcrumbs, like, right to their fucking doorstep, yeah. and nobody's picking up on it. Yep. It's just like, well, oh, we've got a murderer in town. It's like, it's probably the same three fucking kids who have all of these people in common. Right. Right. Does not take a fucking detective?
0: Yeah, and then Joyce catches him trying to strangle this kid with a garden hose, <laughs> and uh, so they're like, "Well, I guess it's Joyce. Joyce got to die now." Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like Tony says, Debbie says, asks, invites Joyce to, to babysit her. When she gets there, uh, and why does Timmy
3: go with her? I don't remember that. Because you can't stay home alone, I guess. Yeah. Because their right. their their parents are gone somewhere. It's never. I don't think it's ever really clear where they are, but they're not home.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So Joyce and Timmy go to Debbie's. The th- three sociopaths um, they attack them, and they, the, there's this big you know fight scene where they're going all over the house trying to kill each other. Um,
3: and. <coughs> Curtis, he keeps shooting this fucking 45 revolver. It's like, and he's shooting it with one hand. I don't think I could shoot a revolver that big with one hand. Right. Well, well, I mean, it wouldn't break my wrist, but you know, not accurately, especially that's the thing. This kid's probably never shot a gun before in his life and he keeps hitting his like targets, like dead nuts. And he Until, with, until this final scene right. where he can't hit the broad side of a barn. Yeah. When it's important to the plot. Um, but it's like, that gun would probably either break his wrist or kick back and hit him and hit him in the fucking face. Yeah, or knock him down or something. Or both, yeah. Um,
0: anyway. Yeah, he's just like, fucking, <laughs> cap, cap. Charles Bronson and shit. Uh, I was going to say
3: Dirty Harry, but sure, yeah, same
0: <laughs> same diff. Uh, They trap Steven in a crate or a, a, a trunk of some kind. Um. And then they end up tying tying up Curtis. Did I say Curtis first time? Uh they drop Steven in the trunk yeah. and then they tie up Curtis. They hog him. <laughs> yeah. And Debbie escapes just as her mom pulls up. Yeah. Gets in her mom's car and is like, Oh my god, uh Curtis and Steven were the ones killing all these people, and I had nothing to do with it.
3: Yeah, they're gonna try to blame me. And then like the cops pull up. And they just dip out
0: <laughs> like, wait a minute what <laughs> and they arrest curtis and steven and curtis gives this like wry little smile to joyce and timmy just like i'll be back <laughs> no you won't in bloody your birthday <laughs> and then we cut to uh debbie is apparently her and her mom ran away and they they changed their names and it's, her mom's like, You're you're gonna be a good girl from now on, right? And she's like, Yes, ma'am, I'm I'm your good to- little girl. <laughs> totally. And then it pans over and it looks like she already killed some maintenance worker or
3: something. Yeah.
0: Roll credits.
3: So there's that. It's not bad. It's better than the other one. Yeah. I'll give it that. Um
0: it's interesting cuz it's it's kind of like a slasher but it's like it doesn't really have the like dirty hands of like a Jason. You know, like you don't really see like them getting down to business. Yeah, there's a mean, lot of a lot of people get shot with the gun. Yeah.
3: You know, they're they're kids so you can only do so much. Right.
0: Um, yeah, if they were like strangling people and stuff, you'd be like, "All right, come on." <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, they did strangle somebody. They tried to strangle Timmy.
0: Well, I I meant grown-ups. <laughs> oh got
3: it yeah yeah it's like I was throughout the entire movie I'm like all right well it's gonna come to a point where they're gonna like have this like final final battle and like maybe somebody's gonna die but how are they gonna pull that off because you know you can't just you can't just have like a, a grown woman beating a child to death <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it's it it it's not bad it's 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 a little clunky and it's it doesn't age well i don't think but um overall it's all right the kids were a little i don't know the kid, the, with child actors you know you kind of um it's like a learning curve yeah you kind of uh scale back your expectations i guess, but you know it was, it was very clear that they weren't super experienced and so mm-hmm. it was just their acting was a little. Up and down. Um, I will say the pace of
0: this one was was much better than Madhouse. Like yeah. this, this one actually like kept me engaged throughout the whole movie. Whereas Madhouse, I was like dipping out in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: but I mean, I don't. It's not a super strong movie. Like I don't know that I'd ever really have an interest in watching it again. But it's fine for what it is the story. There's not like a lot of loopholes or, you know, um, not loopholes, but plot holes, plot holes. Um, so, I mean, with, with stuff like that, like movies like this, that's, that's, uh, that tends to happen. It's just, you know, giant fucking plot holes and just like, fuck it, (laughs) put it in the can. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the acting was a little clunky. Um, not just the children, the, even the adults were was a little silly. It was kind of like, uh, you know, 70s daytime television actors. <clears throat> um, and the, 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 the plot point of them being like this because of the solar eclipse, that was fucking stupid. That was hokey. Like that you, you didn't even need to include that. Yeah. You know what it would have been would have been better uh as far as like you know carving in some depth to the story was get rid of that whole fucking saturn shit. That's stupid. Astrology is dumb. Um <laughs> and uh you know, instead like have these three kids just like you know maybe have one or two of them be like legitimate sociopaths uh, and have like a third one that just like, doesn't know any better. Uh, and, you know, maybe like have a time where there's like a power struggle, you know, like, just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just like create some inner, inner animosity because like at, at no, like these three were like always on the same page. At no point did they have any breaks in their, in their, um, plans or techniques, and it's just like, I don't know, it seemed a little too well laid out for children. Yeah. I get that. Especially when Curtis is like, he's like this, you know, whiz with, with gadgets, you know, and he managed to rewire the security system. It's like, get the fuck out of here. He's 10 years old. Shut up. <laughs> <clears throat> Like, as far as the Saturn thing goes, I think you could
0: have, like, you still could have had that they were born in an eclipse and just left out the whole thing about Saturn and just been like, oh, they're this way because they were born in an eclipse. And people, like, yeah, you're going to have people probably like Cheese who would be like, but why? What does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. And I'd be like, just shut up.
3: <laughs> well, it's like, I think if they did that and then, like, they said, oh, well, they're born under an eclipse. And then later in the movie, it's just never mentioned again. Why'd they do that? <laughs> I mean, that served no
0: purpose. Like I said, it gives you a reason. You don't have to explain the reason It's just oh they're crazy because they were born in an eclipse. What does that have to do with anything? I don't know.
3: <laughs> just just does. You're not a fucking scientist. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it, it, this was probably fine for uh, for uh you know, maybe a double feature at the drive in. Yeah, I mean it's a decent popcorn flick. But
2: it's
0: it's nothing earth shattering. It's nothing game changing. It's not, you know, redefining the genre, but it's, it's something new for, you know, it's, it's hard to call this a slasher,
3: even though it's probably the closest subgenre I can come up with. Yeah. This was definitely, it definitely fell into the, 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 the time period that it came out. Yeah.
0: It very much feels like a movie from 1981.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, it had a very similar. Feel to it that Madhouse did, which came out the same year. Um, you know, and in turn, it had the same feel of, uh, you know, to an extent. You know, Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth, mm-hmm. which are you know, you know, down the line, those are like the top tier ones. Um, but th- these these movies were like a dime a dozen back then, yeah, because everybody was making one. So, and this is just one of those. This is one of those that just kind of was made. It was made very formulaically. Um, you know, probably the the big twist or you know the the, the edge that it had was their their, their children. Um, but aside from that, it's pretty by the numbers, and it's it, it doesn't really stand out all that much as anything special. Um, but at the same time, it's not terrible. Yeah, I mean, this is. I was
0: perfectly content watching this.
3: Yeah. It's like I, again, like I I don't know that I'd ever watch it again. I don't really have an interest in watching it again. Um, this is not going to be one that I'm going to go out and tell my friends about. <laughs> um, but whatever, I'm not, I'm not mad about it, I guess. <clears throat>
0: yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I I think saying I was content with it is the best. I wasn't like thrilled by it, but I wasn't bored and, out of my mind and you know wanting to turn it off yeah so yeah it's it's you know it's pretty like i said formulaic pretty uh pretty standard for the genre at the time so if if you're a big fan of that kind of thing then yeah this is definitely in
3: that vein Mm -hmm. Well, uh, that's all i got um i'll go to six i think i'll do a five it's fine it's fine yeah. <clears throat> All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we we made it through our first in person episode in four months. Because I mean, it must have been end of February or beginning of March last time. Yeah. Um, we probably would have gotten one more out of it, but did we? No, because I didn't miss an episode because I was out of town. We just we skipped the one Fourth of July episode. Right. Yeah. Anyway, we were gonna we were talked about doing this last episode. Um but I don't know. I don't think we really had a reason. It's just like, yeah, let's do it next episode.
0: I, I think part of it was was being lazy and then a part of it was just abundance of caution.
3: That too. Yeah. Not not that much has changed between now and then, but whatever. Yeah. We'll find out in two weeks, I guess. <laughs> just in time to record again. Yeah. Um All right. Well, that's going to do it. So we'll be back in a couple weeks with a brand spanking new episode uh, for you. We're planning to do our HP Lovecraft episode. At least that's what we have scheduled. Yeah. Are we going to stick with that? I say we we just do it. If we can't get the guests, we can't get the guests. Okay. Yeah, because... I don't know. I mean, I'd be willing to do it remotely. I'm just not sure how well it's going to work with two people remotely. Right. So, I don't know. We'll we'll play it by ear. Um,
0: but either way, what are we going to be watching, Taylor? Uh, we're finally going to be watching Color Out of Space. Yes. And I, Man, I wanted to be like, let's just fucking make it a Nicolas Cage episode. I have no problem with that. But what? I couldn't find a good Nicolas Cage horror movie we haven't already done. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. I was like, every time a new Nicholas Cage horror movie comes out, we're like, boom, next, next episode. That's <laughs> the, the one.
3: one. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx, buy me a Coke. Never buy you a
0: Coke. Um, but yeah, so there they're like, there was one that I looked at, but then like some of their views were like, this movie is just boring as shit. <laughs> so I was like, maybe not that one. Um, so, yeah, it's it's probably going to be an H.P. Lovecraft episode, so we're probably going to part... I, th- I think I'm going to change and, and partner with uh, Dagon. Okay. Because some of the reviews for that other movie I picked were not great.
3: Well, you know, like I've seen Dagon. And it was a long time ago. Dagon. Dagon. Dag um, and... Uh, I don't remember it being very great, but it's been a long time. So that's the thing. For like
0: how obsessed Hollywood is with Lovecraftian films, there aren't a lot of movies that are actually based on anything by H.P. Lovecraft.
3: I wonder if that's because a lot of Lovecraft stuff has some like really racist, subtle stuff in racist undertones, <laughs> and not not even necessarily undertones all the time. I was gonna say, say maybe was not subtle. even subtle. Yeah, maybe it's just overt racism. The guy named his cat the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, okay, so uh, catch that in a couple weeks, guys. Get excited because we are kicking ass, chewing bubble gum, <laughs> and I'm all out of ass. <laughs> Wait. <no. laughs> all right. In the
0: meantime, Taylor, where can people find us? Find us at graveplotpodcast.com, wherever you listen to your podcasts, as long as that place isn't Spotify. Um, but we're literally everywhere else. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, uh, iHeart. We're on all those other places. So stop asking me about Spotify. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on social networks, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as grave plot Podcast, Or on Twitter as Grave underscore Plot. If you want to contribute to the show monetarily you can do so at patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast and of course graveplotfilmfest.com keep up with next month or next year's not next month oh jesus christ (laughs) Uh, next year's festival and like i said uh, submissions will be open august 1st
3: dope okay guys so we'll catch up with you then until next time i am skeletony i am taylor of terror this has been the graveplot podcast where we're all a little dead inside